This is Inappropriate Earl, live at the Comedy Store. You know, I thought I was a groundbreaking podcast when uh, two weeks ago I had Fifi Dosh on. <laughs> and uh, the first time Fifi was on, her name was Joe Dosh. But uh, this is my first, I believe, live uh, podcast. And I have a Inappropriate Earl alumni you know, I was nervous to do this at the comedy the store. University of Skakes, is your, are you accredited now? And, uh, I do. I'm more accredited than the Barbizon School of Beauty. <laughs> How many gay guys were in that school? Uh, the great Jason Galern, ladies and gentlemen. Our sound guy's not going to applaud. He's, he, even the sound guy fucking left. That's fine. Well, I hear the music going on. <laughs> yeah. No, but I Tough thought they crowd. were hearing it. Oh, okay. I thought they were like. This is just bizarre because sometimes you're gigging on stage and you can hear the fucking music and hear the people late night. And now there's more people out there. It's louder and there's fucking nobody in here. Well, I was told that the sound would be piped into the patio so they would look like it's a movie theater. And I see everyone engaged in conversation. <laughs> I hear rat being played at top volume. You'd rather be out there fucking <laughs> soaking have to in go it out in. there. Uh, we just had a nice conversation off off fucking audio, off video at that was recorded and now has to be completely deleted. Our sound guy told us that would be deleted, so that's a good fucking thing. Well, you know, I thought, you know, you do a little pre-show banter with a guest. You talk about stuff that, you know... You we wanna... just didn't know the mics were hot. Yeah, hot mics. It kind of reminds me of the time uh, I was doing a pilot. 2012, this shows you the wackiness of the business. Uh, they spent about maybe $400,000 on this pilot. And uh, 3D cameras, which are you going to say what the fucking pilot was? It's called Damaged Goods. It was kind of like The Office meets It's Always Sunny. I was the creepy uh, audiovisual guy. <laughs> <laughs> My big scene was deep throating a lollipop, asking the girl if she wanted a lick. Nice. And uh, this pre me me too. Oh yeah, this is why not me too. Uh, <laughs> And it was just uh, so much money was involved in this, and they didn't even pitch it. Like, they spent half a million dollars. We were at Santa Clarita Studios, which is where, like, Rizzoli and Isles and all these TV shows are uh, filmed at, and they didn't even pitch it. 2012. And eight years later, I'm still waiting for the call. <laughs> well, you know, is this the biz? Is this, is this what we're talking about here? I don't fucking know. I don't think anyone knows right now. I mean, if you look at uh, here we are, August. I remember people uh, talking about August. We'll be back to relative normalcy in terms of comedy clubs being open. And uh, no, I mean, I, I could see comedy not coming back till 2021. Well, they said they're going to, uh, Richie said and Curtis Blow said they're going to try to get shows in the fucking they tell you that in the lot but i believe there okay, are fit 100 people back there well there's some kind of rule though like then the i would city. officially bomb in every room parking lot we'll, well see i've done shows in parking lots and uh i mean i my first paying gig was twenty five hundred dollars i was probably i don't know maybe a year or two into comedy at a gangbang <laughs> and uh <laughs> It was like, what gig is going to pay me 2500 bucks? Was that the same one that I did it with Trip, 
where you're in the valley, yeah, and you're gigging, and the and they're they're fucking people are fucking all around you. Well, it was probably a different gig, but a very same uh, similar setup. Same theme. Like, <laughs> I was told uh, go to this warehouse. There'll be a huge black dude. He'll let you in. And I'm like, well, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about the gig? And they were like. No, you just you'll see when you get there. Oh, you had no idea it was I a sex party. It was a sex, a gangbang. It's brilliant. This was right around the time they were trying to break gangbang records. So there was like the Houston 500. There was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem to know a lot about gangbangs. Be uh, didn't know about the gig, and but you got there and were like, oh, this is right up my alley. Well, Jasmine St. Clair did the first one at 300, and then Houston. She went on Howard Stern and said, "Well, I want to do like the Indy 500, but for gangbangs." And then uh, one girl went on Jerry Springer and said, well, I want to sleep with 2001 guys and marry the last guy. <laughs> Is that where you got your gangbang last guy bid from? So that's that. where I met my uh, wife. And, uh, <laughs> hello! Uh, but uh, so I go in there. It's huge black guys. Like, are you the comic? I'm like, yeah, but I'd like to get paid first. You know, I am Jewish. And he just counts out 25 100 bills and i'm like well what do i do now is it just go in there and start telling jokes i'm like all right so and there i couldn't find parking there's so many cars i i went i think i parked like 10 <laughs> where, streets where over. was this the valley it's got to be in the valley you know i'm always reminded of, of brody when i tell this because it was on hatteras and like van nuys uh-huh and uh so i go there and uh, I opened other the comics or just no, you? just me. How I was a one you man. You gig? think they're paying twenty five hundred bucks for multiple yeah. comics? Uh, I mean, they did ask me if I wanted an opener, and I'm like, no, I'll take the twenty five hundred. Yeah. Uh, so I go in there. It's like hundreds, what seemed like hundreds of dudes in their underwear, and I'm like, what's this? And the guy's like, you're the comic, right? Just get on stage. And I saw like a microphone <laughs> and a mattress. And I'm like, what's the mattress for? He's like, oh, you don't need to worry about that, Jack. They actually <laughs> call me Jack. Oh, so the gangbang hadn't... Uh... Gangbang hadn't started yet. So the girl gets on stage, and I thought I was killing, but she's behind me disrobing. And uh, she gets on the mattress, and they had like a deli ticket taker number uh, display case. It, like said number well, one. At least they were organized. So the first guy gets in. Eight, so I'm right next to the girl doing the gangbang. Making small talk. I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> when did your life go left when it should have gone right? Oh, so you knew it was obvious that she was the fucking victim. Well, I the mean, right word? Uh, uh, you know, get, uh, I don't know. I mean, so. She seemed to like it, huh? I'm doing really. Oh, she loved the first 10. <laughs> I think the last 400 she was a little wow. uh, bamboozled by. So, uh, you know, they had to do like a halftime. <laughs> uh, so they started. They started. I think they got through like 150. So the place is smelling like cum oh, and God. sweat, and they bring you up. Each guy had eight seconds, and if they went over their time, the balancer would come in and like remove them. And I had to entertain the guys waiting. So, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, number 843, uh, where are you from, Bakersfield or Boca Raton? And uh, <laughs> so they take a break because this girl was in distress. Wow. And I'm backstage with her at catering. And by catering, I mean one table uh, with Altoids and douching products. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, she starts crying to me. I think she sensed that I was like the only guy there who didn't want to sleep with her. So she was wrong. Uh, <laughs> not after 400 dudes. I mean, I got a big hammer, but... 
You'd need a what was an she, aluminum. White, black, oh, she was Hispanic. Very uh-huh. pretty. Uh-huh. If you could take some of the. So you know. she get she gets fucking she gets fucked by a bunch of guys. Then she starts crying to you at halftime. Starts crying to me at halftime. I'm like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, like I'm literally the only guy there who can like talk her off the ledge, so to speak. And uh, she's like, well. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, my doctor says I have to cut it down to four anal scenes a week. And I'm like, wow, I thought my week was rough. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're going to tell me this fucking story. So, uh, and then, you know, I got out of there fast. <laughs> it's, you know what? I did, it's the weirdest fucking thing because I think Tripoli, me, Adam Hunter, Eric Griffin, there's more comics, but I think Adam Hunter got us a gig. And we went to this place. And set up a fucking microphone. There's maybe, I don't even know, 20, 30 people. And all of a sudden, they had, like, pods of people fucking. So, like, I'm gigging here. A couple fucking. Someone fucking here. Fucking behind you. This guy's jacking off over here. <laughs> like, it was crazy. So, you're supposed to do comedy, and behind you, people are fucking. So, this town is twisted fucking sister. I don't think that shit goes on now, though. Well, I mean... I mean uh, it was crazier back in the fucking 90s and the 2000s. I think with the Me Too, all the shit. You well, know, now you're know. seeing porn stars get Me Too, which seems like... <laughs> yeah. That's like... It, it literally seems impossible. Yeah. Like yeah. Ron Jeremy, he's in jail right now for things that we probably shouldn't be talking about on a comedy podcast, but... Uh, well, he has not been convicted. Well, he's yet. not. He's the legend. He's. Uh, I think he's managed by a comedy store paid <laughs> regular Dante. So well, maybe we get the scoop. Maybe we'll have Dante uh, do a phone. Or... <laughs> I don't. Didn't he drop him? Oh yeah. This, oh, was that after the first rape or the uh, fifth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's how you know if you have a good manager or not. We'll have, for the cause. We'll have to talk to Golden Artist Entertainment. After. Golden Artist Entertainment. So, but it is a weird. You know, it's a sad world porn because, like, I've known so many girls who came out here to be actresses. Uh, you know, they come out here from, say, Minnesota, Winnipeg, or wherever. That's still going on. Oh, it's still going on, but I think they come out here because they're the hottest girl in Winnipeg, and they get everything, <laughs> that, which, you know, or Minnesota, or, you know, Greenwich. Or not the fucking hottest girl in Winnipeg, and they just, are they're fucked up, and they want to fuck. But I think they're so used to, like, flirting and getting their way that they think, oh, I'll just move to L.A., and that'll happen. Yeah. But what they don't understand is they come out here and then every other hot girl from, you know, Boca Raton to yeah. Saskatoon is here. So It's know. like comedy or acting, like back of the fucking line, bitch. <laughs> right down here, I was here six fucking months. Right down there, I remember Larry Vazios meets this porn director Larry Vazio. old school Vazio remember the fucking who's the black dude the black manager uh, see that was before my time this is a this is not this is 90s he's called Vazio <laughs> Larry Vazio. Vazio so I was called Vazio iconic comedy store paid regular great comic great dude uh, he met a fucking porn director right down here I was here in LA maybe I don't know six fucking months Fucking Vazios books a porn in his apartment in off of Franklin. Vazios is moving out of his apartment, so his apartment's empty. He goes to me, hey, dude, this porn director needs a fucking place to shoot a porn. You want to come watch it? I'm like, you're out of your mind, of course. So, wh- ever tell you this? No, no, please. Saturday, it's a Saturday morning. We get super fucking stoned. And, uh... 
We're in his apartment. It's like a fucking box, bro. It's like it's like from here to there. It's like a tiny little apartment on Franklin. It's empty. Me and Vazios. It's like ten in the morning. This guy shows up. The director shows up. This other guy shows up, and this other guy and this girl show up, and they proceed to destroy this fucking girl. I'm working the cunt light. The guy's like, "Hey, man, come here." I'm like, just stone watching. He goes, "Hey, hey, come here. Hold this, hold this fucking light." So I'm holding the light. I'm watching this girl get fucked on the thing. I'm super high. It's in the morning. I'm going, "Where did I move to?" This is like hell. I mean, you grew up here, but I'm like, this is not fucking like Los Gatos, California. This is hell. So anyway, I told this story a few times, but on a podcast, but basically the one guy goes, goes back in the fucking, the girl gets to, I mean, they kill this chick. She goes, she's cleaning up and now it's me, Vazios, the porn director and the fucking guy, the other, the, the other kid, right? And he's naked. I'm wor- working the cunt light. I bet you are. <laughs> and the, no, he's naked. And I'm so stoned. And and the, and he's naked. And the guy's taking pictures. The fucking director has to take still shots for the VHS back in the day, right? So it hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm na- I'm with four guys. The guy's naked. I'm holding the, the cunt light, sea light. And all of a sudden, I'm like, bro. I'm out of here, bro. Vazios, he goes, yeah. Vazios goes, yeah, yeah, fuck this, man. I go, thank you so much, man. I knocked on the door. I'm like, later, good, thank you. And I was like... What's a tough business porn? like? Well, this town is fucking Twisted Sister, bro. Well, I think there's so many... Uh, and it mm. g- I thought of you the other night. I, ca- I called you. I texted you. Like, I, dr- I dropped my kid off to a fucking party in... In Beverly Hills, like up in the fucking hills, Beverly Hills, mansion after mansion after mansion. I can't believe you grew up in that fucking insane wealth. It's just nuts. I mean, it's old money, crazy money. And you see all these poor people in the fucking media. Like, Well, it's a joke I do. Like, uh, you know, not all comics come from a poor background, but my parents really weren't wealthy. And like people think, oh, you're just embarrassed or you're shy. You don't want to. You know, There's my uber wealth. Well, I, I mean, it. You know, you ask any comic, you know, what making it is, and one guy will say, "Well, Jim Carrey making twenty million in Cable Guy," or some will say, "Me." Like an open micer would be like, "Dude, you were on Roast Battle on TV. You, 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 you are on a cartoon." To me, you've made it, and you know, to me, it's like Russell yeah. Peters. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like that with wealth. Like my dad bought. His house in Bel Air in I think 1962. Wow! When Bel Air was just literally a jungle, There's no homes, unbelievable. Nothing. So in the 60s, it built up a little bit. Uh, you know, year by year, two houses built, three, four houses built, and uh, the Bel Air fire happened, wiped out every home in Bel Air, but my dad's house. Holy shit! I mean, my dad was literally on top of the roof with smart. a smart garden hose. Fucking smart. Squirting the fire. Insane, down. but smart. That's how you save your fucking house. That's how any. Absolutely. You gotta get on and fucking. Yeah. So then Bel Air yeah. in the 70s, you know, you had like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Boom City. OJ Simpson. Uh, Stallone. Who? Uh, <laughs> look out! Uh, hey, I think Ron and Nicole committed suicide. Right now I'm doing bits 20 minutes into the podcast. OJ was nice to me. Threw me the football. Said I was good. Nice. I sound like Brody, but like, you know, obviously. <laughs> He probably did what he's accused of, but uh, 
That's another You podcast. still want him on your fucking pod. Oh, I would have OJ on my podcast. Of course. That numbers. would break me. Uh, but, uh, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, so Beller builds up. But so I'm not rich. Like, yeah. you know, my dad bought, you know, 1965, a membership to Beller Country Club. It was literally $1,200. Right now, I believe it's 200000 to join. Holy shit. It's 1500 a month. Like dues, so that's not even counting what you spend on dinners, golf balls, and boy, I spend a lot of money on <laughs> golf balls. I'll never forget my dad the first time he drove me up to Bel Air Country Club because he wanted me to play golf, and uh, he's like, "Hey, Earl, if you ever need anything, my membership number's three one four." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then I just—I was a horrible golfer when I started. I mean, I'm dumping, I'm losing easily a dozen balls around. So, but I was like, oh, I'll just take another dozen balls. Jim Skakel, 314. Okay. And so, Love it. Uh, but my neighbors were rich. Like, my neighbors, like I said, with Stallone and all those guys. Yeah. Howard Keck. Yeah. Who uh, most people probably wouldn't know who he is. But if you go on the USC campus, he has the Howard Keck School of Medicine building. You don't get a building. Hundreds in and hundreds of millions of dollars. Beyond rich. Yeah. Uh, so I was always, it's a weird thing. Yeah. You know, I grew up getting all the benefits of being rich, but yeah. my, my family. Well, that's like any. Well, he was smart to get that house. That's like any fucking neighborhood, though. Any neighborhood, not only Bel Air or wherever. If you get in a house early, you're there. You're maybe house poor, but you have a fucking house. Your money's in your house over time. So the key is to hold on to the fucking house, though. Never sell. What is this, the McNeil Lehrer yes, Hour? Yes, it is. But you're right, though. It's like, about money and decisions, relationship decisions and financial decisions. I do a podcast with Brian Moses coming out. I talk a lot about that because you can fuck yourself with both. So you're obviously oh, yeah. your old man sold the house. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he uh, sold it in 88, I'm sorry, <sighs> for like a couple million when he probably, it cost him, I don't know, Maybe two hundred grand to build it. Incredible. Uh, What's it worth now? Is the question. Now I look. Uh, you know, it's my fantasy. If I ever make it in comedy, whatever that is, to buy that house back. Uh huh. It's worth twelve million dollars right now. Twelve million. Well, because they renovated it, it fixed yeah. it up. It looks completely. No, they're twelve. That's what, how much they are. I mean, that, that's probably not the biggest house in the fucking block. Oh, it's I mean, twenty-five million, thirty million. This is nuts. My parents' house in Bel Air. Decent sized. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a mansion, but it is now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, gigantic pool. My dad, and I've told this story. So for you comedy store listeners of Inappropriate Earl, I'm sorry I have to repeat this, but. Everyone repeats shit on a podcast. That's the whole fucking point. I know. And I like this. Uh, you know, people ask me uh, what Inappropriate Earl is about. And I say it's really the podcast that's about everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, How many times have you said that? I, I've, uh, <laughs> about 404. Well, it's the first time I've heard it, so there you fucking go. That's the point. So my dad in the 60s was on the cover of Life magazine. I I've seen it. Killing a whale. Right. I don't like Been that. There. I don't support that. <laughs> like father, like son. Uh, I had to harpoon my last girl. Whale puss. Hello. <laughs> uh, I could see Comedy Store Legal right now going, this is Earl's one and done at this place. Uh, and yeah, can we delete this too? Fucking uh, <laughs> Shalia, what? Uh, and the pool was so big at our house that the whale's jawbones were the seats, and they ran the length of this pool. 
the but, whale's jaw bones were dad, the seeds. Yeah, he. You That's know, like twisted. They killed the whale. My dad kept the jaw bones and like some of the teeth were used as like cushion seats. <laughs> so this was a gigantic. That whale. sounds comfortable. I mean, the whales. Uh, we turned it into uh, like a, almost a weird nightclub. The pool, you know, I had whale seats and had backgammon tables. My dad would. This is bad fashion sense of nineteen. What was that? Uh, this was in the seventies. Of course, my dad's best friend was gay. I didn't even know it. I mean, looking back now, I was like, "How did I not know Mr. Gleason was gay?" Mr. Gleason, his best friend, just an old school gay guy. And uh, how best? How much? How, how best friends was he? Uh, not with my dad or me, I'll tell you that much. Um, Mr. So, Gleason. Uh, rest in peace. Any uh, relation to Jack? Jackie? No. No, uh, no, he was like an old school Hollywood guy. Uh, I'm not, you know, my dad had a very weird selection of friends. He had like billionaires he played golf with and prostitutes. Uh huh. I, mean, I love he, it. And he treated the prostitutes nicer than the billionaires. I love it. Uh, Funny story about my dad, member up at Bel Air, and my dad, he was like the Rodney Dangerfield character in Caddyshack, you know, just shirt inside love out. Love it. I he was love a, it. He was a hardcore diabetic, so he had to have chocolate, sugar to regulate his uh, blood systems, and uh, he would have chocolate bars everywhere. He'd have them in his golf bag for months. Of course, they'd melt, so he would like literally. They became almost like protein shakes. He would just squirt the chocolate bar, and uh, he'd wipe the residue on his shirt. So it looked like he took a duty on his shirts. He just didn't give a fuck. I love no, it. he really did. I love it. He could care less what people thought about him, and that's kind of how I guess I've become. Like, I want people to like me, but if you yeah. don't, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I got a big dick. I got a condo right down the street. Oh, sorry. I turned it into a wrestling problem. By the way... Move uh, out of the condo. That's another conversation. Oh yeah, I'm working on house, it. Dude. Uh, so he was cool. I would love to meet your. He looked house. like a caddy. So one day, James Garner from Rockford Files, you know, Maverick Rockford. Yeah, he comes up, looks at my dad, and goes, "Hey, boy, take my bags to the first tee." And, like, yeah. and my dad took the bags. Just fine. You uh-huh. got it, Mister Garner. Uh huh. So Jim Garner comes to the first team and goes, yeah, I'm supposed to play golf with James Skakel. Where is he? <laughs> that's great. And he's like, uh, you're looking at him. So that's kind of the environment I was raised in. Yeah, yeah. I you love know? it. And Dude, I was thinking about you on the way here, Skakes. I bet you were. Uh, uh, Notre Dame. I don't even fucking... You're one of my closest friends. That's why I love doing this. I'm learning new shit. But did you... Where the fuck did you go to college? Uh, well, I went to Notre Dame High out in the Valley. I know Notre Dame High. That's what I mean. But after that, did you do any school? Well, funny story about Notre Dame High is I played one day of freshman football there. Now, I'm 6'2", right now 205. I would say in high school, at freshman year, I was, it was probably like 180. I was a big kid, and I was dominating in grade school sports. I was like... <laughs> I was like the Jewish shack. I was unstoppable. We'd tackle football. No one could tackle me. Then what happened? Basketball, nobody could guard me. And I never had seen anyone my age, my size. So first day at Notre Dame, I'm in line for football, the registration thing, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to continue dominating. And at first, kids were like, I was bigger than. And then these two huge black kids come up behind me. And I'm literally, it's like that little kid in Fast Times when uh, Forrest Whitaker's buying <laughs> the, the uh, Jefferson tickets. Uh, 
I'm like looking up at them. I'm like, what grade are you guys in? And they're like, freshman. I'm like, oh, uh, do you know where the golf tryouts are? Because uh, <laughs> this ain't going to work. Uh, so I played one day of freshman football, and my mom wouldn't sign the uh, insurance. Because it said at the very bottom, uh, uh, not responsible for death. You could have a traumatic brain injury right now. She saved your fucking life. Well, it, it, but my well, my PE teacher freshman year was the varsity football coach, and I I remember one time in PE he would have like tackle football. Like he this well, was yeah not, back in the day nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. In 1982, this was probably some form of abuse because he I yeah, el- nobody cared. Parents well, I, didn't care, yeah. I elbowed this guy in the head and and knocked him cold, bloody nose. He comes up to me and he was a pretty big dude. He played in the NFL. And he, he grabs me by the shirt. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to hit me. And he just whispers into my ear, great hit, Skakel. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? So after Notre Dame High. Uh, JC? Did you do uh, I school? went to SMC. Okay. Santa Monica okay. Junior College. I uh, probably went there for like three years. And I just around 89, I figured out just school's not for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I got in the health and fitness business yeah oh yeah okay because i was much bigger back then now this is the 80s well the thing is if you have a few bucks when i when i fucking moved here i i live with a guy who was fucking rich me no another guy but he was loaded and it kind of killed his motivation he was insane but it's like if you have a few bucks coming in you're like why the fuck am i gonna do anything that's how i guess i would be but my good friend, who was from the Valley, like, no, he's from the Valley, L.A., like you, he went to Crespi, and he told me he, he was a big dude like you as a kid, and he never got out in Little League. That was his claim to fame. Never got out. Never struck out, never got out. And then he started smoking weed, and everyone became a great player, and then now he's up in Portland all fucking stoned out doing nothing. Great guy, though. Well, I mean, it just—it's like you peak, you peak. No, it's peak early, but you don't peak in. You know, well, athletics are different. I mean, at, at grade school, I was yeah. just—I I might have been the greatest athlete in the Beverly Hills school system history. <laughs> I, I, I was—I uh, never missed a shot in hoops, uh-huh. football. I was—I played both sides. I, I was like—I was like Lawrence Taylor minus the booger sugar. And then when I got to high school, yeah. it, it was like how I talked about the hottest girls come to California and yeah. they realize, oh, uh, yeah. all the other girls. And that's out in the only the Valley. Like, yeah, and they're yeah. still L.A., great athletes. Well, I mean, my freshman year, I tried out for the baseball team at Notre Dame High because I was pretty good at Little League and, yeah. and stuff. Uh, not great, but good enough. Yeah. Um, and our varsity team was number one in the country. Yeah, forget about it. In the highest league. Yeah. Um, Jack McDowell was a pitcher. Forget about it. Yeah. Now, Jack McDowell later went on to win a Cy Young Award. Yeah, brilliant. So to White see him, Sox. Yeah, Reds, yeah, White Sox. Brilliant. I think he might have played for the Angels and Yankees. He bounced around a yeah. little bit. But to see him pitch in high school Forget it. was like he was starting mid-90s. Yeah, it's ridiculous. To people who had Freddy Krueger's complexion. That happened to me right before high school year. There was a, and I went to a college prep like like Notre Dame, and we just did, did before school started freshman year. We just ran track, and I was a soccer player. I was like, I can run, and these dudes, and I was okay, but there was dudes that were like just fucking on the track team. Same wake up call, like holy shit, 
you know, it's like because they're coming in from everywhere. Well, it's just such a. Uh, it's kind of. I think you get into a bubble of wherever you're at. Like yeah. If you're the, you know, like me in Beverly Hills, I, I'd never seen any kid my age. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was so big at one point that the. <laughs> doctor i had to go to a doctor to potentially get my pituitary gland taken out because that what uh that's was, the gland that controls your growth hormone holy shit i mean i was giant was your old man big or your mom he was average size he was like six one uh but strong as an ox never lifted a weight in his life but just genetically yeah he could kill you. And did you get your big dick from your mom? <laughs> yeah, she was about nine inches to the left. Mike, can we see the comments? No? Uh, Who is he? Are these your next guests? Oh, yeah, guests? I got Mark Stevens. We got Princess Corey is always welcome to come Princess on. Princess Corey, hi, love. Um, but my, well, my parents were oddly shaped. Uh, my dad was, you know, 6'1", 220. My mom was five. Four, uh, but gigantic legs. Like, <laughs> no, she had like, you know, if you follow bodybuilding, she was like uh, the Tom Platts of Cartersville, Georgia. Um, you didn't tell her that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I kept it real, even when I was a kid. You know, people think I kept it real only on roast battle, but uh, I don't think so, Jack. You wrong me, I wrong you. <laughs> Trust me, I hold a grudge. Uh, just kidding. I gotta keep it real sometimes. Uh, so I get my odd shape. Like I'm not big, but I'm not small. You know, you know. Like you're, we have kind of a similar. Well, I was tiny as a. I, I put on Twitter just today. I put my freshman high school. I found I was cleaning out my fucking drawers and I found my freshman high school uh, ID, and I was like under a hundred pounds as a freshman. I was 13. I started early. And then five four, you know, it's tiny. And then, you know, I grew later, but well, it's weird how you grow or or you you just stop. Like I just stopped growing at probably probably sophomore year. I just stopped. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I grew till I was like twenty one. Like um, it's fucking. But you know, the doctor was like on our growth charts. I think this was like sixth or seventh grade. We have you as possibly getting as big as seven feet. <laughs> No, I'm serious. <laughs> so they took out your... No, they almost did. They're like, we're going to have to monitor. No, I'm serious. Like, you, could have, you, could, you and Kamala could have been like fucking tag team. Oh, by the way, speaking of Kamala, uh, I'd like to dedicate my first live uh, Inappropriate Earl at the Comedy Store to my favorite pro wrestler of all time, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Uh, he died this week. Shout out to the WWE for taking care of him after wrestling. I mean, it, pro wrestling might be the only business. They did not. It's being oh, fantastic. They, they buried the guy. Like, he <laughs> lost both of his legs. You think that they would be like, hey, we're going to take care of you. We'll pay for your surgeries or, you know, your medicine. Nothing. They abandoned him. So I, period, I'm not. How much have you given to the Kamala Save My Legs Foundation? Well, nothing now. <laughs> so it was a waste of your fucking I gave, uh, money. I, I, you, normally, and I tell people, if you donate to Kickstarter or GoFundMe, which Kamala had to GoFundMe for, don't say it. Just do it anonymously. If you really want the true benefit. Well, I just asked you, so you're, you're free and clear to So I gave, it. you know, a couple bucks. Let's just say that way. Like when Angelo Bowers, legendary comic uh, of the comedy store, died, 
uh, I gave uh, Josh Adam Myers a thousand dollars, and then he showed up at the store with a Cadillac. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't really give it for that, but uh, but uh, Kamala, he just. They just abandoned him like a shelter dog. Did you cry when Kamala died? Oh, absolutely. I was bawling. Mm, for real. Because my friend's like, R.I.P. Kamala. And I thought he was doing some shtick because Joe Biden literally that hour had announced Kamala Harris. Oh, how do you a, say... I don't even know how to say it. It's Kamala, Kamala. And how do you say her name? Harris. No, fuckhead. Their first name. Jesus Christ. He's not even high yet. <laughs> or was that a bit? What do you mean? <laughs> Harris, okay. Kamala Harris. <laughs> Oh, Kamala. That's her. They, they have the same uh, pronunciation. They, yeah. The stress is the same. Yeah. Facade, and vowels. that's the crazy thing. Kamala the wrestler, his last name is Harris. So, oh, no shit. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, no like, shit. I thought, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, what does Joe Biden do now? <laughs> shit. Well, he looks great in high-def TV. Jeez, uh, <laughs> what do you moisturize with? Cactus? <laughs> so, and then I, I started getting all these texts. Pro wrestlers were contacting me. Hey, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm like, oh, no one died in my family. They're like, no, Kamala died. And I just started bawling, man. Because I met him when I was a kid. Uh-huh. You know, because I'm old, man. I'm 51, be 52 in September. So I grew up in the era, uh, you know, when I watched pro wrestling, like in the 80s, when I thought it was real. Like, because there was no internet. So... You know, yeah, I mean, I loved wrestling too, but I got off that fucking train. <laughs> no offense. No, it's all good. Like, no, I pretty people love it. I mean, so many comics here love fucking wrestling still, which is funny to me because I loved it as a kid. But then I'm like, you know, this is a lot of horse shit. But I loved Superfly Snuka. I loved Piper. I mean, these Piper guys are comedians. The these guys are like Piper's well, like brilliant. But like, oh, thank you. Uh, first of all, shout out to Mike Schmidt, who is uh, on the ones and Schmitty, twos. Just thank you for deleting the conversation, number one. Oh, we got uh, some Kamala fans in the house. Oh, there you go. You got a fucking stream going. So, uh, you know, but when when I watched pro wrestling in the 80s, you know, and, and they brought out Kamala wearing no shoes, a grass skirt, and tribal makeup with a spear... I thought, oh, my God. I remember <laughs> saying to my dad, how the hell did they get him over from Africa? Uh-huh. Because his first sketch, and I know this is not a pro wrestling podcast, but it, it is a fascinating. I could see, like, in the comedy world, they kind of did this with Larry the Cable Guy. Kamala was a horrible wrestler when he wrestled under the name Sugar Bear Harris. No, oh, he, he was changed just, his whole thing. He, he was just a huge black dude who just had, like, he's just not good. Who was the racist guy who was like, here, here's what you got to do? <laughs> Jerry Lawler. <laughs> How did I know you would know the answer to that fucking question? Uh, Jerry Lawler. Well, I love Jerry Lawler. Here's another well, legend. Well, he said to the head of promotions, we need a, because Jerry Lawler was the good guy. He said, we need, I need a foil. I need someone like an unstoppable monster. And Jerry Lawler was like, what about this guy? And whoever he was talking to was like, oh, he sucks. He's like, what do you mean he sucks? He can't wrestle. And he was like, what do you mean he can't wrestle? He's like, he's slow. He's fat. Perfect. He can't do anything. So. I just want to check in. That's all. Yeah, bruh. We got yeah. some all-stars here. Let me finish this Kamala thing. Get him on the mic. Check in. That's all. Um, and Jerry Lawler was like, I've got it. We're going to turn him into a savage from Africa. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's all he can do is the karate chop. And that was his move. And they show when he would. So what they did is they go to Jerry Jarrett's ranch in uh, Texas. He had a 100-acre ranch. It was 
all bushes, weeds. And they do this promo video of Kamala in this grass skirt with spear, tribal makeup on, just walking through this guy's ranch like Perfect. he's in Africa. Perfect. Sold it. So, I mean, no one embraced their character more than And Kamala. he was from the South? He was from Mississippi. Oh, wow. Okay. Cut to, and thank you guys for listening in chat. If you have any questions, fire them away. My dad, like I said, knew a lot of people. He knew a pro wrestling, uh, pro wrestling uh, legend in the 50s, the Count Billy Varga. Billy Varga? Billy, I haven't even heard that name, yeah. He's like old school, like Gorgeous George, you know, like Bruno San Martino the, but yeah, yeah. before that. Yeah, OG. So my dad says, hey, Billy Varga wants us to come to the Olympic Auditorium for the big wrestling card that night. And it's like Hulk Hogan and all these, like, you know, people. I'm like, yeah, sure. This shows you my dad's parenting skills. But didn't skills. your old man say, tell you that he, this is all bullshit? Because my, no. my dad saying to me, he's like, I was like, this is real. I was a kid, like 11, 10. And he goes, no, this is bullshit. Your old man didn't tell you that. No, my dad was like, <laughs> he was drinking at the time. So <laughs> he, uh, he probably wanted me to think it was real. So we go to the Olympic Auditorium. My dad instantly meets up with Billy Varga, and they go off. So my dad leaves me backstage at a WWF event with, like, uh, let's just say some of them have issues. Yeah. With boys. Ring boys. So we'll yeah, just yeah, yeah, leave yeah. it at that. That's a big story, yeah. I don't want to get too dirty on the comedy store, a version of Inappropriate Earl. These are facts. So uh, they're what? Oh, uh, facts. Yes. Uh, so I see Kamala, and he's putting pants on, like golf pants. And a golf shirt on, and I'm just staring at him. I'm, I'm, because he was at the time six eight, probably close to four hundred pounds, and I'm just like, I'm just staring. I'm like frozen in fear. And what he, you had never seen? I'd never seen a a black dude six eight four hundred uh-huh, pounds uh-huh. before. Leroy was my house man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You guys had a house man. Yeah, we had Leroy. Oh my god. Rest in peace, Leroy James Prince. Did my, he raise you? Yeah, my dad was away on business a lot, so I was raised by a black gentleman in the 70s in Bel Air. Incredible. Well, I mean, now it's like big deal. There's rappers, there's NBA players, there's... Uh, yeah. But, you know, in the 70s, there was literally three black people in Bel Air. Kareem, OJ, and Leroy. Um, wow. And I was pulled over so much as a kid with Leroy because he drove a green Dodge Charger. So the cops would pull us over minimum once a week. Oh my god! They would fucked up. They would take Leroy out of the car, and I had really long hair as a kid. And they'd come back to the car and go, "Miss, (laughs) do you know that guy?" I'm like, (laughs) first of all, uh, my name's Earl, and yes, that's Leroy, uh, my houseman. So uh, you said my house, yeah, man? my house man. I don't want to say butler because butler's kind of dismissive. Well, but house I guess man, it's fucking worse. I guess anyway. uh, house man. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's a different era now. Well, but, so that's cool. Okay. So I meet Kamala, and he, he motions me to come over. And uh, oh, okay, so I now I see why. Go ahead, finish the story. But so I'm just like. I'm like frozen in fear because I think he's really from Uganda and is going to spear me with his spear. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hello, young man. My name's James. 
And I'm like, no, it's not. It's Kamala. Oh, he crushed your dreams. And then Kimchi, who was the guy who would come to the ring with him in a safari outfit. Grabbed your dick and then it was <laughs> and on. And I said, hey, this is the wacky world of wrestling. Hello. Uh, and then he's like, hey, I'm Steve. I'm like, yeah, I, how do you, I didn't know you spoke English. <laughs> so, See, that would have shattered my whole thing and be like, this is bullshit. But you stuck with it. And I, I stuck with it. Here I am. And I see we have Sarah Tiana here. I know she's a mother. Wow, let's get her on yeah, the that, No, mic. you don't have to leave. We okay. got like three mics. Sarah Tiana, um, the love of my comedy life, uh, beat me at Roast Battle in Montreal. Whoa. Uh, I was devastated, but now we're back. Uh, Earl, I am a Mopar dude. And uh, let me see, you guys are you guys are cool in chat. I appreciate you guys listening. Tell them to buy my fucking book. And I'll buy uh, Jason Galern's book. It's Tasteless Tweets, Volume Two. I talk about weed and pussy. Ja- <laughs> At Jason Galern. At Jason Galern. I'm uh, no marketer. Comics have to make money during the pandemic. Uh, Jason's written this very funny book. Can I read one tweet? Just a simple sure. tweet. This is a sample tweet. Uh, I hear... Uh, well, there's different sections. You're not going to tell this. I think that's... Well, no. I'm just... D- d- a random page. It doesn't matter Dude, anyway. I'm a promoter. Just shut up. Yeah. Uh, here's a random tweet. At Jason Galern. Uh, I hear a lot of meatloaf in your voice. You should drink some water and wash that shit down. So, uh, come on in, Sarah. Set I think, a punch. Uh, Mama. You don't have to leave, though. Mommy. <laughs> the great Sarah Tiana is here. I'm not too paranoid about the corona shit. You look gorgeous. Sarah's uh, the love of my comedy life. <laughs> listen. Listen to me right now. No, I man. love Sweet Tiana. I love Tiana, and I've been telling Tiana for fucking years. You're gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you're you. You're hilarious. Why the fuck are you not with a real fucking dude, man? You're great, gonna be a great mom. Every time I saw her, and that, to the point where you're like, get the fuck out of here. But I just <laughs> saw the future, and now I, I met your fucking lovely husband many times, and your son's face is so fucking handsome. He's gonna be a lady killer. I know, I'm doomed. Yeah, I mean, I'm t- my teenagers now, so we love young, like just snugly. Yes, yeah. and he's and that picture I saw on Twitter. I'm like, oh my god, look at that fucking kid. He's you did it, you did it, baby. He's I'm so quite happy. A looker, yeah. yeah, he's pretty cute. Oh, I he, was met him and he like, cried about five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with babies. You know, you hold him up like a piece of laundry that you're about to hold. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, and give him a few lessons. <laughs> no, it's like it's a hockey trophy. Like I just okay, just don't drop him, and you should be all right. And for like five. Five minutes, need, he was you good. on-the-job training, and there's only one way to fucking get that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> there's a change of, fuck, I know. Or else voice go. <laughs> <laughs> How is it raising a baby in a pandemic? I mean, honestly, it's this great. has been, like, the most amazing experience in my life. Like, it feels so guilty because you're just, like, like, some people are just having, like, super hardships, and I'm, like, I'm so aware of, like, how difficult it's been for so many people. But, like, for me, this is... Yeah, you're it's chilling. Been, like, this long maternity leave, and I don't have to have any FOMO about missing stand-up or missing gigs. It's and I, perfect. I've been getting writing gigs from home, and, like... Incredible. It's been wonderful. I've, I've got to be at home with no guilt about missing anything else. Incredible. Yeah, it's been incredible. That's so incredible. I have zero complaints, which I know is not the 
most fun thing for anyone to hear. Your baby's lucky. You're lucky. Yeah, your husband's yeah. lucky. It's, it is yeah. fucking pretty. I mean, you can be at home. Yeah. He just got six weeks off because they were switching networks. So he goes back to work on Monday. And like, and now, so we had six weeks off together. We went to Maine. We went to Georgia. Holy we shit. Tested when we came back. And Holy like everything shit. Everything was fine. It was, it was incredible. It was the best flying I've ever done. People are suffering, dying, yeah. and you're on top of the fucking world. I and I She's love it. She's on a plane with a four-month-old. <laughs> just saying, F it. I really, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous about getting it. I was only really nervous about giving it to anyone else. Of course. And um, I knew that if I got it, at least I would be able to give him antibodies if I was breastfeeding. So, like, everything was, you know, like, I, you know, it was, it was really scary, and I was really worried and then we got back and got tested and everything was fine. And I of was course. like, oh, okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, it was like the cleanest plane I've ever been on. They weren't <laughs> she <telling> can't lose. <laughs> you got to hang out with Sarah T more often. I bought a Powerball <laughs> ticket when I got back. So I was like, I don't know. This feels like a lot of luck. So what's up with the family? Your family, you're bringing him home. Was that first time or no? First they were, time? Oh, yeah. They oh, had, they yeah. must oh, have flipped. Yeah, they were all so excited. But my sister also had a baby. And they're a year apart. Oh, so that's like, fucking yeah, perfect. Yeah, so I hadn't gotten to see her. Uh-huh. So it was like really nice to see my sister's baby. Yeah. I love course. it. And he's the first boy in the family. So. Holy shit. I know. My oh, he's dad, the king. My dad. He's is the like fucking king. Over the moon. And I don't even know his name. Cage. Cage is his fucking name. How yeah. even a cool name. I did, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, Cage. I was going to say, I would have remembered. You told me, no, that's awesome. No, Cage. Like a porn star's it. name. Well, we were watching, we were trying <laughs> to think of names, and then at the time, uh, this writer that I was working with, Frank Sebastiano, was like, have you ever seen the baby naming sketch that we did on SNL? Because he used to be a writer on SNL. And so we were watching the baby naming sketch that Nicolas Cage did on SNL. Oh. And we were laughing so hard. That's and then my boyfriend goes, oh, Cage is a cool name. And I was like, oh. That is a cool. Like I don't uh, know anybody else with that name. That's the thing. Is like, oh, I don't want anybody else no. to have that. Yeah, of course, name. yeah, super. I don't cool. want to associate it with any exes or like. <laughs> when you start rhyming things, you're like, what what rhymes with it that, that people are going to? Don't drive about? yourself crazy. The name is fucking cool. That's the bottom line. <laughs> what was it. like the second choice? Was there like a? There, a, there was a always a few. Oh yeah, I don't even remember what the second. Oh, you know, I loved uh, Bird. And because my grandmother's name was Birdie, Bird, bird for a for a girl, for for a girl, yeah. But also for a boy because Larry Bird. And oh, Larry like Bird. Bird Brockman. I like the Cage. Much cooler. What yeah. the fuck do I know? But <laughs> we got a couple. Bird, kids. are you here? Bird. Oh my God, his name is fucking Bird. You you would bird, punish your up, poor son. Yeah, I know. I, know. So I, I like couldn't do it. I know. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Well, Cage is brilliant. I love it. Thanks. What was there like a panic? set off like because you were about what how long into the baby uh process were you when covid hit and all that so he was three weeks old when everything got shut down (laughs) you were freaked the fuck out i was well no not i mean a little bit like as soon as basketball got canceled we were like oh (laughs) this is serious Uh because we kept asking our doctors like is everything okay? Should we be worried? And they were like, no, don't worry. And this is at Cedars. Like, wow, like, yeah, the best. Yeah, They're always like, no, it doesn't matter. Everything's fine. Because nobody knew so we real shit. Worried. Yeah. And then well, that's like, good. everything gets shut down. And we we're like, well, we couldn't, you're, you know, when you have a newborn, you're not allowed to leave the house for the first six weeks anyway, really. Mm-hmm. So like, we couldn't take him anywhere anyway. So we were like, well, who cares? Like, we can't go anywhere. What's the difference? And then it started getting like, all right, you know, and like my mom, 
My mom actually came out right before, and his mom came out right before. Right. And they left, like, on the 13th, like, and everything got shut down on the 14th. Oh, wow. So Perfect. Like, yeah, we just got really lucky and got everything under the gun. But, yeah, it's it was really weird at first. And then you're, like, wiping down groceries. You're, like, you know. This is so good for Skakes out. to hear because he's going to have triplets huh? his first time out with his life. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pante, are you taking notes? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Look at his face. You are. <laughs> yeah. I have one note. <laughs> Beyonce's from Alabama, so there's uh, no uh-huh. you're, not, you're not having like back to back triplets. Yeah. You're, you're fucked. Irish twins. It's just in the G- DNA. This might be a good time to cut the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got one note. Just a little baby wrestler. Like you can imagine all the wrestling tees. Every time I put my son in a hockey shirt, like imagine all the little baby uh, hockey jerseys you can put on them. I'm assuming it's a boy. If it's a girl, you'll probably drown it like the Mannings. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I always assume the Mannings had a girl and they just drowned her when she was born. I mean, I'll keep pulling out until the the, the moment's right. But you know, I'm getting up there until so. you're officially married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe He's in the sex out of web. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm 50. I'll be 52 in September, so, you know. You have to that's... worry about autism because old spread. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, you're not helping me. Of I'm course. Of course. No, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can no. someone get Chandler in here? <laughs> I mean, she's 27, so, like. You know. Yeah, but I think it's the it's the combination, right? It's yeah, it's like it's no, it's just like older sperm. But he'll he'll be autistic, but a huge dick. So <laughs> I mean, you know, I know that those redneck roots. Be, be super confident about how there you autistic go. he is. Another comic in the fucking like world. You want an autistic kid if you want them to really memorize all the hockey stuff that you. Oh, have. absolutely! I'm gonna. <laughs> my kid's gonna be in roast battle. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> call this two-year-old a fat pig. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how you teach them. You want them to be the bully. You oh, absolutely. <laughs> no. What do you want your, like, cage? Do you have, I mean, I know it's very early. Do you want him to be an athlete? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not going to be smart. Like, if he's smart, <laughs> like, he laughs at the curtain all day. So I'm like, oh, cool, he's going to play football. You know? Like, I just want him. What I really would want is for him to be like a kicker to me that is like no injury no, no traumatic injury. brain injury you get to be like yeah like your normal weight you can play in the nfl for yeah. 15 20 years you might play you start out playing soccer then transfer right. into football i you love just it be like the, i'm just gonna tiger woods the shit out of him <laughs> to be the greatest field goal kicker of all time i love it I, I can't wait to see you as a fucking sports mom because I'm around sports moms with my kids playing yeah. you know and like there's some fucking psycho no. crazy moms like into it my wife's one of them but there's even like like even more intense no, I feel like I'm gonna be like that mom you the will be side who's just like uh, what's that you never saw Sandra Bullock in the blind side no the big football uh, no player. but I, you'll be an intense mom whatever oh, sport sure. yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's great Chris wants him that's to what play it takes. baseball I want him to play football as long as he plays in the SEC, mostly for Georgia, uh-huh, uh-huh. fine. You know, like I, we're we're constantly putting things in his left hand because if we're, if he's going to play baseball, we want him to pitch left hand. Smart, <laughs> that's know? hilarious. We want him to bat. Well, it'd be ambidextrous, easy way. Yeah, you can be yeah. a switch hitter, or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> switch hitter. hitter, hello, hello. <laughs> he's in the right town for it. What <laughs> the fuck? Good luck, kids. <laughs> he's going to have to be into sports no matter what, but he's probably going to like 
soccer and musicals and just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> soccer? <laughs> Wait, who's the father? Jeff Scott? Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soccer and musicals. That's a funny soccer rip. I love soccer, but that's a funny soccer rip. Soccer and musical. Yeah, he's just going to be kicking soccer singing memories from Phantom of the <laughs> Well, Atlanta, the fucking, you're, I mean, oh, you're not, our, yeah, they're Atlanta fucking brilliant. Oh, they're they're, so br- they're like the champions, like I a brilliant know. fucking team. And it is like the Atlanta soccer team, like the fans of that team they're are bonkers. the greatest Atlanta fans we've they're ever bonkers. had. And yeah. as far as soccer team, I'm like, how come these people can't show up on time for a Braves game? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, well, so the game's only an hour and a half. You got to show up on fucking time. Yeah. Baseball, you, I mean, I used to walk into Candlestick Park and Oakland Coliseum mm-hmm. loaded, fucked up like the third inning, leave by the eighth, all loaded, not even knowing the score. So baseball yeah. is like that. You're just are going. You still, are you still a 49er fan? Are you a 49er fan? I am a 49er fan. Yeah, I, nice. I really got off the train. I mean, I watched. You know, I'm I'm 50 this year, so I watched from 81 every week for fucking a decade. Well, you're a Joe Montana, guy. yeah, Montana, yeah. young, all of it. And then I got off the Niner train when they sucked for fucking however many years. Yeah, and because. And then I, who did you start? Like? No, no, no. I mean, you just got off the train. Yeah, off football. I watched playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, no crazy. I loved Brady as a as a oh. player. I love fucking Tom Brady. Still do. <laughs> And a genius. I know people hate fucking the the past. I, but I yeah, loved. I would cheer for Al Qaeda before. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved. <laughs> yeah, I mean Atlanta. I feel bad for you and T because oh, yeah. you should have a fucking Super Bowl. I've never ever seen a fucking coach. Belichick choke a game oh, yeah. like a game one and well, the biggest game I've never seen a, a, a meltdown like that. Uh, well, it was also our offensive coordinator, the coordinator who running the ball, who is now yeah. the head no coach clo- of San Francisco. Right, <laughs> like, no, right, no clock management though, and that fucked no. the Niners again. That, that, but that, also, I don't know if you noticed, but in the third quarter, like. Every third and ten, when we stopped them on third and ten, they got a holding penalty. Atlanta got a holding penalty. Oh, there you go. Okay, and yeah. I feel like it was this huge conspiracy. Uh, you holding <laughs> on every play. So third and ten, we stopped them. Holding. Stole the clock. First down. Yeah. Third and ten, stop them again. Hold. Still. Not. No still, they still had call. the fucking. They no. still had the game won. Yeah. Still had the game won. So and then they things will change. The and the fucking Atlanta was such a great team that I thought they would be good for a few more years. But it's tough now. Like year in year out, I no one knows what's going. There's like that Super Bowl hangover, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. a real thing. But like, I mean, the 49ers are kind of fun to watch now just because Garoppolo and like yeah. knowing that he came from that Brady system. I thought and they were like going to do it though. Him so much, yeah. Because, you know, Brady's so jealous of anybody else with good looks and like. Yeah, but but Garoppolo proved he's no fucking Brady. He could have done it and he could have won it and yeah, he, he didn't and yeah. he fucking didn't. And that's the difference between Brady and Montana and the boys. It's like you got to win late. You know, I heard though that uh, Garoppolo, you know, the 49ers got Garoppolo for this huge deal, like the most ridiculous deal that the that the Patriots have ever made. Right. Like usually Belichick never gets rid of a player for less than like a number one or number two. It's big thing. money. And they let Garoppolo go for nothing. Oh, really? That's the guy. And I heard that that, you know, there's been all this infighting between Belichick and Kraft and Brady on like who really deserves the credit for all the wins. And I heard that Belichick got rid of Garoppolo because 
as like a fuck you to Tom Brady, which was like, fuck you, I'm going to make this guy a legend in your hometown. Because Brady's always wanted to play for the 49ers. Wow. So that was Belichick's big fuck you. I mean, is that a conspiracy, another conspiracy theory? I mean, I'm no Sam Trivoli. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But like, I uh-huh. think that that is like a pretty reasonable Well, the bottom theory. line is those fucking two guys made history that in our lifetimes will probably never be fucking matched. Right. And they both deserve the fucking credit. How can you say one doesn't? But egos get in the way. I don't fucking know. I Who mean, knows? I mean, I'm a Steeler guy, so you know. Hey, Are you've you, had some glory. Did you? What did you think about Tukarest like leaving the Bruins today? Did you see that? I mean, has someone who you know? I don't have kids. I'm sure it's like you know, kids. Like Do I get you it. Also, think it's just because. I mean. I just don't. I I never think that with an athlete, they're like, I miss my kids. You know what I mean? Like, is well, that you think that's what it is, or it's just like he's sick of getting what happened? The what happened? Yeah. The Bruin, Boston Bruins goalie just said this morning, like right before their game, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm. He's got kids and stuff. He uh, he retired. Well, no, uh, he just left. He you know the bubble. Out the rest of the season. Oh, he opted out. That's a big thing now. One, right? uh, they won today because Halak. Uh, yeah, they're back up one today. That's the weirdest shit. There, the playoffs. Yeah, they're well, they're in a bubble. They're the number one seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they have uh, so far. They've had seventy three hundred tests, not one positive. So yeah. hockey. Why, why do you leave? You know, maybe the wife said, "Get your ass back home, dude." Oh, he's going to be blackball. That's the dumbest shit I've ever. I mean, he's heard. pretty good, so I'm sure they'll welcome him back next year. But like, I, just weird timing. Is wow. that two names, Tuka Ress? Yeah, Tuka, yeah, Tuka, T-U-K-K-A. Yeah, I, could, I would always get so confused. I'm like, is Tuka Ress? Because they always said his whole name. They never say anybody else's whole name. Right. And they always said his, so I always thought that was his whole last name. And then, like, then I was like, oh, I guess. Tuka beats Bird. I know that. <laughs> Tuka. well, Tuka's a fucked Tuka's up a name. but name. <laughs> Well, he's a white guy, so you know, I'm sure Boston embraced him. I mean, you know. Like the way it is Hockey's in Boston. Hockey's been so fun in the bubble too. Like, like I like it with no high. crowd. I do too. Like, I think it looks just as good. It's more intense. It's, well, you can also whenever you watch a hockey game, you can really only see the ice anyway. You can't really see the. It's not like a basketball game where you see the people sitting on the court. Like in hockey, the only thing you're missing is the people beating the glass. Right. Well, I like hearing the players tell each other to fuck off. Like, that's the best. That's the whole thing is like hearing them audibly like laugh at one another or like talk shit. Like I think the, I'm the only one that actually liked that fucking following the puck a few years oh, the, ago. The fox, I loved it. Everyone the, was the like, "This is garbage." Track. Yeah, well, it I, worked. I, I liked it. But I when they would watch it, you know, but when they shoot it little. around the boards, it would be the glow would be like in the third row. So like it looked like an alien invasion, <laughs> right? So well, I love Alien too. That's what I'm saying. Well, I love it. Yeah, Bill Paxton, man, he killed it. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think hockey announcers get enough credit for how good no. they are at the play-by-play. It's literally also you're learning so many Russian names. Like, and are like, you is hockey now? I, I thought you're football, baseball. I am you're football, you're, baseball, but I love the hockey playoffs. Oh wow, and, like, we were say, uh, it is the best. Hockey playoffs are the best. Oh, you so, were. Like, oh, okay, cool. I would go watch them, but like. They yeah. were so, like I couldn't give those tickets away last year. Oh, the Kings? Yeah, it, they were awful. They're well, so bad. But now they've got a, a lot of young kids coming in. So they so. traded everybody. I yeah. couldn't believe Quick's demise was like so epic. Yeah. But. Well, that goes to show you know, two cups, and then they overpaid a couple guys to stay, and then mm-hmm. they were just like, yeah, because hockey they have a pretty hard cap. So like if you overpay guys for winning, 
it comes back to bite you down the road. So I thought we were going to talk about pussy. He invited <laughs> me down. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, hockey yeah. players. This is a respectable mom. No, this I'm is sad, really, though, like, You don't I, say pussy? Really? Uh, you can't ever, talk about ever? whores? No, Have no, no, no. Really? I will write it into a joke, but I don't say it myself. No, yeah, uh, me? No, oh no, God, no, 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 no. I, I, I just thought, you know, I've saying. heard you say every conceivable thing, so I assumed you said pussy. Yeah, no, really? I don't really. I don't say that. And I actually don't really... Uh, yeah, that's so funny to say that because I was at my my sister in law, my wife's sister's, and and I said F- a cunt, and then she keeps around me. She's like, just like Liz oh, doesn't man. like cunt. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's just a fucking you know. It but I respect me to hear it, but like I just I'm a prude. I don't know. Like, I, and I think I probably have said it before. You know, thinking like this is what girls say. In what context? Oh, okay. Just like... Yeah, and then I just realized like... I was trying to fool you into saying it. I was (laughs) talking like I thought I was supposed to talk and not like really telling the truth. And once I started telling the truth on stage, like my comedy got a lot funnier. Well, you've always been a brilliant comic, but the thing is now, like women saying pussy, that song, it's everyone... I look at Twitter, it's like, I have a wet pussy. Not the only song. Like women are talking about their pussies more, which I think it's great. Anybody want to talk about their pussy? Anyone, anyone, anyone from out of town? But well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's it's almost no, I, like I, I, damn I now. Or, yeah. I only listen to country music from the 80s and 90s and talk <laughs> radio, so I probably don't hear it as much as you. Uh, yeah. Okay, I only listen to 80s and butt I also rock. Work at a high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's online pussy. Oh right. god! Oh my god! Yeah. Because pussy when online. you came up here. Like, it was a boys' club up here, like, when you first started comedy oh, yeah, up yeah. here. So was that tough for you to, like, kind of be, like, a southern belle when you had, like, Dave Taylor telling, <laughs> con- you know, James yeah. Painter, oh, you know, God, telling yeah, crowd yeah. fuck off. You and you lettuce gotta- head? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I- <laughs> who's, le- who's lettuce head? Oh, remember when Painter did lettuce head? I don't remember that. Because he was, like, making fun of Carrot Top, so he would do lettuce oh, head. Oh, I never said that. Oh, I loved him, though. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah, we were just talking about Darwin Hines earlier. Remember Darwin? Darwin Hines. I know the name. Black black dude, black dude, but I don't remember his... He used to have this joke where he was like, when Pope Benedict became the Pope, (laughs) Pope Benedict... Like, you ain't no omelet, motherfucker. <laughs> we were just because he didn't realize that Benedict was an omelet. Like, it was just, like, so funny. Uh, no, I mean, it was, obviously. Like, it was definitely a boys' club. But, like, I remember hearing, like, Chelsea Handler one time said, like, just go, be funny, and leave. Like, don't hang around. And eventually, if you're funny enough, they'll ask you to stay. And so my goal when I got here, I was like, I'm just going to come, be funny, and leave. And then I started running rooms here so that I could, like, get respect right. that way because I knew comics would have to ask me for time. And then um Did Chelsea ever... It, I'm sorry I was just, like, everybody's little sister. It was, like, this, this, like, respect thing that was, like... It didn't feel like anybody was, like, harassing me. It just felt like everyone was protecting me. Well, yeah. And I don't know if that was because... I was this like nice little southern girl. Well, you're a good comic. Like, that fucking helps, right? People that like also your helps. Yeah. Like, who are the other female comics up here? Like, did you have like people you grew up with here? Like, no. Like most of the girl comics that I came up with was like Damien Merlina. Was the like, uh, the one arm. I knew her when she had both arms. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Def Leppard. I remember Melanie Vesey. I used to run a show with her. She doesn't really do stand up anymore. She married a guy, like, she got pregnant. I remember everybody harassed the crap out of her when she was pregnant here. And she married, like, the guy that won, like, 
um, uh, that show with Heidi Klum where they were like Project uh, Runway. Yeah, Project Runway. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> Santino Rice. Who produced that? Yeah, Skakes? Stacey uh, Davis. Well, Stacey McLennan, but she married this guy Matt Davis, who was a comic, and they moved to Atlanta. So, like, oh my god, most of the women that I came dropped up with, off. Yeah, even well, it was also like I couldn't work here. That like people always think that like, and I love Mitzi. She was like this icon and idol to me. But like, I wasn't allowed to work here at the time. Everybody could work here. As what do you mean not allowed to work here? What do you mean? Because only well, like, well, men could work the door and the booth. Are you fucking kidding you me? Oh, I didn't waitress, know that. You couldn't be blonde and do comedy. So Holy I guess shit, back I didn't in even like the nineties, like Kinnison was working the back door or the eighty, and Argus was like, you know, they were all doing blow and roughing up Mitzi in the parking lot, Jeez. and Kinnison beat the shit out of Argus, and then and then. Mitzi was like, only men can work the door, which meant only men could work oh, the phones that's, and that's, the booth. Oh, that's, wow. And then her husband cheated on her with a waitress who was blonde and didn't stand up. So, like, I wasn't allowed to be a waitress at the time, you know. So you fought like, through all that. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so then I was like, all right, I guess I just have to, like, run a room. And, like, that's how I did it. Oh, I see. You are like the Rosa Parks. Like, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do Yeah. And then... When they started letting women work here, I was like, oh, man, I wish like I could have just like had a job here. That would have been so great. But I just had to do it the other way, another way. And it took me six and a half years. Like, most door guys made it in two and a half, three. It took me six and a half. You could have fucked the head of a network. That would have helped, too. But... <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. You She's never got that mom. advice? Well, for Oh, some no, of... I definitely got that advice. <laughs> I just, like, couldn't bring myself. Uh-huh. I just well, if you can't say pussy, forget enough. it. Yeah. I can't hold my nose long enough. Yeah. Well, you well how did you fend off really. all the uh, chauvinists up here? Because, you know, that had to have been a couple years that you had to deal with that stuff. Um, no, she just, she just I, said you didn't, did you? you I didn't. didn't feel, I never really felt like that. And I felt like if I ever told another male company, like someone like you or Cater, or, like, Moz, right. or, um, because I, I also was dating Aaron Cater for a long time, right. so that kind of incubated me, because other comics were like, that's not, I can't hit on you, because you're already dating I love kid. Here. I love yeah. kid. Right. So I think that kind of incubated me, and then by the time we broke up, everyone was like, well, now I can't date her, because she just dated Cater, you know what I mean? So, like, Jeez. it was like... That never stopped him. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Every comic I've ever dated from up here and broke up... Two minutes later, I go, oh, Skakel's a great guy. Fucking <laughs> 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 bastards. Uh, do you advise against dating comics if you're a comic? A lot of comics listen. Like, Oh. Do you... Uh, I always enjoyed dating comics. I always thought it was really fun. Um, I think it just depends. Like, I think uh, as a woman... You want to date a comic that's doing better than you, right. you know, because like, why not use that as, <laughs> as leverage? But also, like, you just—I always wanted to learn from people. I never wanted to have to be teaching, right? So I felt like, like, if I'm going to date a comic, I want—I want to date somebody that I can look up to and respect. I don't want to date somebody that I feel like I have to bring along, right? I think that goes- and that can like saw and like. Do all that yeah, woodwork shit. You know what I mean. I remember like saying, I was saying that. Well, I think I think in general in life as a woman, you want to date somebody that you uh, can brag about. Oh, uh-huh. like, so. oh really? Is that women, why you and I never I dated? Think do, <laughs> I think women do like that though. They want to be proud of their husband or their boyfriend yeah, or whatever. I mean, yeah, I want to brag about 
yeah. little guy that I'm dating. And yeah. so here's my boyfriend. I, I, I was going to say pussy again. See, I was going to do another yeah. pussy, but out of respect for you, I won't. Now this but is yeah, why I don't look at the comments. Uh, this guy. Look at those prego knockers. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a compliment. I definitely, yes, I'm breastfeeding. She's uh, got a other man in well, her life. Well, he's not blind, and he's, he's online, yeah, so he can say stupid shit online. I didn't even think anybody could see them that well, but that guy, kudos to you. All right, jeez, there you must be a high-def camera there. <laughs> it was me, actually. Oh. Hey! Tony Hinchcliffe in the house. Yeah, uh, why don't T come in, sit here, because I'm going to get the fuck out of yeah. here. Let's share a microphone. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to get the fuck Jason out. Jason said pussy three times. <laughs> pussy people right. juice showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, we got to uh, limit the... Uh, I'm pussy juice. I'm going to take this beer. Jay, I love you. So How's, good to see you. I love you, too. I love you, too. I love you, I love you, and I fucking am so proud of you. Hey, hang and out. Sit, hang sit out, dude. Just get over sit there, over dude. There. Okay, okay. You're getting I'll called over to the Mark, couch. Mark, we're going to get to Mark the shark in a minute. Oh, am I interrupting your scheduled guests? I'm sorry. No, there's no schedule. Pipe down, dude. Pipe down. Uh, I'm just letting my <laughs> guests in the bullpen know they're coming. Like I've got to right, like fine. I'm a one man show here. Hey, well, like guys, it. ladies and gentlemen, the top young rising comic. One of there's many of them. I just happen to be one of the top young rising comedians. But you told me you were the top one, so that's the intro you get. The one thing I told you is that I'm a bottom one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh, uh, well, I'm yeah. a top. So I'm just happy to be good. here. Tony Hinchcliffe, Kill Tony, the number one live uh, podcast going on right now. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Who would have guessed that typing in the words, look at them Prego knockers, would have gotten me in this position? But thank goodness I did. Tony, how are you dealing in the pandemic world? You are a top touring comic. Like, what do you? What do touring comics do? And well, I'm about to be a touring golfer. I've taken up <laughs> the art of golfing. I am improving my score on a daily basis. I'm addicted to yeah. golf. Like. Amy Winehouse is addicted to heroin. You know what I mean? I'm just doing it when I shouldn't be. All day, all night, sometimes doing two rounds a day. He I can't stop. He hears on the golf course what he hears in the bedroom. Four. Uh, wait, wait, Watch what out for those mean? balls. You're a four. Oh, I'm a four. Oh, okay. Oh, so four. You know what I hear in, uh, in the bedroom? Put it in all 18 of my holes. That's what all I right. hear. That's why it's like golf. No, I don't know. All right, uh, this golf will wrap speak. up inappropriate Earl when we're doing golf zingers. Uh, oh, no. sorry, we're not talking about Kamala or fucking. Well, he died, dude. You love wrestling too, you bastard. Yeah, of course. You died. I mean, you cried when Piper died, right? Yeah, goddamn right. Well, Kamala was my Piper. No, Jesus, really? yeah, he really was. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I love Piper. What? He was my favorite Kamala wrestler. How was Kamala your Piper? Because he was the one I remember as a kid, going, "Wow, this guy's really from Uganda." Like I really thought. Wow. And that was how you found out where Uganda was. Yeah. Were you you scared of him? Oh, absolutely, until I met him backstage at a WWF event. And he said, hi, I'm Jim. And I'm how like, old were you? Because Kamala was around when I was a kid. You must have been like 32. Or no, I, was, uh, I think I was 68. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, it was at the Olympic Auditorium because he was oh, like yeah. wrestling Hulk Hogan or whatever. And uh, he was getting ready and he was putting on his golf pants. And this, it looked like he was going to play golf. And yeah. I, I was just staring at him. And he just looked at me and said, hi, I'm Jim. I'm like, no, it's not. You're Kamala. And then the guy who would was his manager kimchi yeah like that's how vince mcmahon had no chill yeah. whatsoever yeah, back then oh you think oh my god you look at slick the pimp yeah. uh junkyard dog coming to the ring and a dog collar going yeah. <laughs> like, right. like 
So kimchi is yeah. ridiculous, though. I mean, there's no one's ever been named kimchi. <laughs> it's like, well, you're gonna be that thing. What did we eat the other day? Kimchi. Well, it's just like, you know, he came in uh, a safari outfit, so it was, like, really yeah. racist when you yeah. start, like... Like a beekeeper. Yeah, it, the, yep. like the, uh, what's that thing, uh, the sword? Uh, yeah, he had a little, uh, like a saber. Yeah, so, but, you know, as a kid, you didn't really realize it was racist. Right. Yeah. Right now, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Man. I mean, mine was the Undertaker all the way. That's certainly, truly the one that is, like, the most moving to me. I mean, Piper was my Piper because, yeah, he's in a ba- he's a bad guy. I love bad guys. And he came here, and we made friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to say Kamala's your Piper, I'm very amazed by yeah, that. But I, but I get it. Too. Well, I would say uh, it was a tie, really, between Kamala and the Ultimate Warrior. Wow. Because uh, I got to... I've seen you dress up as Ultimate yeah. Warrior. I don't know if I've seen you dress up as Yeah. Well, well I don't think I could in this day and age. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Not this day and age, but right. like but five the, years ago. The 28 years cool. that you've been doing comedy before well, this, just, you could have done it. I was just, like, enamored by him. Because like, they... You know, before he they turn him into, like, a humorous character, he was, like, a legit bad... Kids would cry when oh, he yeah. walked by them. And, and then wow. they... Turn him into a That's humus. so cool. I'm so sorry to hear about that. I cried when Warrior died. Oh, you know. yeah. Well, there's going to be another Kamala losing in November, oh so. I mean, I that's. Uh, I don't see anyone beating Trump. I mean. The only one that can beat Trump is Trump himself. God bless <laughs> the right, greatest though. country that's ever existed. I mean, my money's in the stock market, so I hope he gets another four years. God right, brother. Like, do you guys vote? I mean, do you want to give out your... Uh, who, no, no, like, I don't talk about who I vote for. I vote, I vote in, a, in California, and I use my absentee vote in Ohio, and both of them go to the greatest president who's ever existed, <sighs> number 45. Oh, wow. Like, what do you like about him so much? Well, I love a booming economy. I love low unemployment. I love that, most importantly, above all, I should have said this first, that we're not at, uh, in a needless war, aggressively attacking a needless war like we have. Uh, for decades and decades, which is most important. And I think that the big war machine controls all of government and media. And uh, I think that they want us to be at war so that they have something interesting to talk about because they never imagined that a one-dimensional human being would be as interesting to talk about or get the ratings that he does. So because he doesn't go to war, they have to pick all these other things to pick on him about. And they've, they've succeeded in that. The media has. Anyway... The best economy, no war, <laughs> and low unemployment equals business booming. Life was good before the a global pandemic that would affect America deeper than any other country since we have the most world travelers and states governed by separate governors. The president doesn't control who the fuck wears a mask and who doesn't. They want to pick and choose. Anyway, you get it. Oh, I mean, I like him, but I just can't get through the uh, grabbing by the pussy stuff. Like, like fuck, the- you, you mean you mean a. Uh, I mean, what am I talking about? He okay. said it. Earl. Yeah, he he didn't say it in front of a... a, a it doesn't a, matter. He said it, though. You you mean to tell me that you think that anything any human being ever says... When you're president. But he wasn't president when he said it. But he is now. But when a, you have but a daughter... Again, I'll, I'll, uh, let me repeat my question. 20 years before someone's president, you think that whatever they say at any given time should affect their... I mean, at all. Yeah, that, that recording never should have come out. Well, what do you think about like just the optics of like with other countries, like the way they all hate us now because, or like just him tweeting like constantly. 
when he's like, I've done more for women than any other president. I think his tweeting is just a different approach. I think it's it's an evolution of things. I think all of our future presidents are going to do that. You got to be more connected to the people. That is the modern, you know, connection. And it worked for him. Got him in office. You know, it's weird. No, I know. Yeah. But is. I think everybody's going to use that from now on. Now, all everybody has all these social media platforms mm-hmm. and videos and all these things. So. I mean, I think he's the best marketer that's ever run for president. How he can, like Jeb Bush was probably the best candidate, yeah. like based on his experience running Florida and, and all his years in office. And with one sentence, low energy Jeb, he ruined the guy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he ruined. I'm calling. Yep. It's pretty maniacal. It is. Like, he's like a great roast battler. He oh, he'd be but great. Also, like, I feel like he's put more distress in the media because he constantly just like it feels a little sociopathic to me like it it gives me like sometimes he gives me um like flashbacks to dating that guy that i got catfished by because whenever i would say he was lying he would just say like no they're lying and like i never knew who to believe because i'm like everyone's just calling everybody a liar and now i don't know what's real like now i'm constantly guessing and so what I've, what his presidency has turned me into more of is more of a skeptic and a cynic. And, like, that's the only thing that I'm kind of, like, bummed about. And, like, he did, like, he banned bump stocks, which I thought was, like, the greatest thing ever. I'm, like, so, I'm shocked that so many gun people are, like, so pro him when, like, he banned, like, their favorite little toy. Well, he plays this shit just right to get no, to I make know. a lot of incredible, progressive, strangely progressive changes for a conservative guy. Trust me, I make a lot of money. And He's the same, a lot oh, of, yeah. and the same skepticism that I think a lot of people feel about the presidency now is what I felt back in with George W. Bush. Even though I was younger, I was paying attention. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, and why are we attacking this country right, when, Iraq. when we all know that Iraq. they. We know that they all came from Saudi Arabia. This is all weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went through that then. And then you go to Obama and it's like it looks good. You know, it's like a it's like mm-hmm. a nice it's like a nice house from the outside. And then you go in, you realize there's nothing in it and it's abandoned and it kills innocent people with drones every day while you're sleeping. But then like the other day, he's like, I'm going to make it a law that like no health care, like no insurance, health insurance companies can, uh, can deny people coverage based on pre-existing conditions. And it's like, and he wants all, and I'm like, but that's already a law. Like, that's a law under Obamacare. Like, I don't understand, like... Under Obamacare. But Obamacare was abolished. It's not been abolished yet. They oh, it hasn't been? They tried to abolish it. He got it, he got it but it still hasn't been abolished oh. by the Supreme Court. Oh. It's constantly... in, But still, it's still a law that you can't... But my point is, I think he's saying that, like, when when that happens uh, he's, he's going not to saying that no. he's like acting like it's happening now like he he's does making that rule and he, it's like he yeah. takes a lot of credit for things that are already well, i think he's law. like oj where oj has told himself so many times he hasn't killed two people that he really believes oh it. i know no, no and i it's I, not the best yeah, example yeah. but like i think he's just oh no, repeated I enough he totally believes that he's doing like the right thing and i yeah. and i do like a lot like, i think trump things. is like oj because they both did it <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's probably not the best example but uh, now what do you think the debates are going to be like i think they're going to be like a high-end roast battle like yeah. but i think he'll unnerve biden to where he gets biden in the shit talking and yeah. that's where he'll kill yep Oh, I think they're both delusional. So oh, absolutely! It's be like the most entertaining debate because yeah. they're not—they're both going to lose track 
They're both going <laughs> to say the wrong thing. Trump's going to get him because he's going to get Biden to be Biden. You know, there's a reason why right. Biden's been hiding this whole time, and it's because he can't really string. He can string one sentence together, but you get to three sentences, and he's he starts talking about this is why we, you know, went to Vietnam and won the Civil I War. And Trump, I thought Trump wasn't going to debate. I thought he already said. Well, he I think he wants to debate, but Biden. I mean, if you want to debate anybody, it's Biden. Oh, and this yeah. guy in chat, uh, stop talking about politics. Go back to time Prego knockers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's actually four more years of Prego right. knockers, everybody. Uh, oh, what God, do you I think, uh, Mike Pence and Kamala? Because that seems to be a less entertaining debate. But that'll happen. Really? Oh, yeah. I yeah mean, I she's know. an attorney. It's going to be difficult for anybody yeah. to talk faster than her. Because he's kind of robotic in his responses. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I don't really remember what his... Uh, things like but nobody's gonna remember that anyway that's like the undercard in a big main event boxing match you know it never steals the show no matter what happens with that it's gonna come down to trump biden yikes i mean mind you trump beat dominated every republican and this is just me the roast fan talking not the conservative young extremely young comedian talking (laughs) well young right um, but, uh, you know, people forget how fucking hilarious he was on the Republican panel of debates with fucking 14 guys up there and him even going, there's way too many of these losers up here. How did, why is, he's got great time. Yeah. That, like, uh, men in this country want to be able to say themselves. Yeah. And I think that is sometimes the appeal is that like, we live in this like, PC culture where nobody can say anything right. and he says everything he wants with no repercussions and like the more people beat him up the, the bigger he becomes yeah. and it doesn't matter what he does wrong people still love him and worship him and I think that is like what the appeal I think I think he he pulls strongly against uh, amongst men especially white men who in this country feel like they can't be heard yeah so I totally understand the, I mean he the, bodied Hillary you know, Biden, if, if Biden was their boy, if Biden was Obama's boy, if Biden was the Democrats boy, they would have had him in in 2016. It would have been him running. They've already shown their cards yet again. Yeah. They, they've already shown, oh, no, we think Hillary's the one to do this. And they, they tried to shoehorn it in there. And she got bodied by Trump in the debates. I mean, made a fool I of think the other thing that people need to remember is that presidents don't have that much power right. so like for everybody to get upset constantly about things that he does you have to remember there's still like three more court systems and two houses and, a, and right. a, like for everything to go through so like he can say anything he wants it's still not a law yet. like mitch mcconnell don't like him the right. leader of the republican fucking mm-hmm. you know arm of the legislative branch mm-hmm. and it is a shame you know that things don't keep moving and this and that but with that said the president what i look at in a president is are we in a fucking war mm-hmm. period right i visited walter reed before mm-hmm. have you oh, you yes. have right oh, and yes. you've seen these guys hung up on wires Brutal. that thought that they were paying for their college and the rest of their lives and now they, they have they don't they're missing eyes and legs and thighs and dicks mm-hmm. and balls and heads and ears and arms and le- it's crazy mm-hmm. everybody in every room's missing parts of their body uh, because they they were told to fight for their country, and 
if you talk to a lot of veterans, the tone has changed in the last oh, yeah. 15 years. No, no, no. I mean, wait, what are we talking about here? This is getting deep. But no, my I point is it, we're not at war. No, just talking about pussy. Yeah, exactly. That is a tone change for that sure. That was out of control. Yeah. I heard pussy, pussy, pussy in the parking then, lot. I'm like, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. Yeah. Like, I'm a pussy. I could play. Uh, did you watch the fights tonight? I did. Incredible. Stipe Miocic reclaims the heavyweight championship, or it stays the uh, heavyweight champion of the world. Incredible fight. I'm a big DC fan. I've gotten lucky enough to make friends with him over the nice. over the years. So, yeah, I mean he he's just a little slower now. I mean, not that Miocic yeah. is a teenager, but like right. it just it was kind of sad. Oh, he's just slower now. Yeah. I don't think the finger poke helped uh, his left eye. Oh, he had no vision in his left eye. I think think it's going to be pretty bad. So, uh, do you watch the fight? Are you a UFC? I was watching it over Tony's shoulder. Mm -hmm. You know, we were socially distancing. Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, but I didn't. I luckily I turned away before that one guy broke his leg or whatever. So, oh, that was uh, Sugar uh, O'Malley. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty brutal. And he yeah. still fought. Like I don't watch UFC because I have like have too many other sports on my plate. I can't get in. If I get into another one, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna stop supporting in, like football as much because I'm gonna get too ingrained. So I have to pace myself. Now, with Atlanta having such shitty hockey teams, the Thrashers, the Flames, uh, are you just uh, an adopted L.A. Kings fan? Yeah, because, yeah, I just ended up liking the Kings since I lived here. Yeah. Because I went to a Thrashers game once. They had that stadium in, like, the ghetto. I'm like, this is not going to work. That was at Phillips Arena, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was not in a good part of town. I'm going to. You mean Atlanta? (laughs) Yeah. Hotlanta. Holtzman. I just wanted to come say hi, Earl. No, no, you're not going anywhere, dude. Jesus, okay. I love it. Hey. Brian Holtzman in the house. Uh, This is a comedy store royalty here. King Holtzman. You can take the mask off. Yes, of course. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's nice of you to ask. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm just fine. Wow, podcast! This is something new, huh? I know, right? You don't see talking. these too often, huh? Just talking to other people. Another is fucking pretty podcast. New. But uh, how are you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm doing all right. You know, just trying to make it. <laughs> I heard. Earl's uh, got a new shirt on. It looks like. Yeah, it's made oh, yeah. out of it's made Ver- out of Holtzman's mask. Look Ver- at the same design. Varvados. <laughs> oh, Varvados. The store, the outlet, finally opened. No, no, this is full price. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. uh, <laughs> It, it's a Brightlin. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, hi. Uh, hey, Brocklin, beat it. Uh, what are you up to, dude? So when are you going to come on Dead Air again? Well, Jesus, you've had everyone on that podcast but me. Oh, I want to talk to you. I want you to come on the yep. podcast. Yep, I'm coming on. Oh, I would love to be honored. Well, who's on this week? Joey Gaynor? I asked, uh, I asked what's Jesus her name for her phone number. You know, uh, what, what's the one I work with in the, in the main room sometimes? Uh, Eleanor? Uh, the, the Emily, little, the, the blonde, uh, phone the girl. I asked her for a phone number once, and she was like, "Why, why?" Like you know, oh. because I wanted you to be on the podcast. That's why. <laughs> you know, a, what a do you waitress? think I'm trying to get? You know, uh, no, right, no comic, a blonde Taylor comic. Hate that when you ask for somebody's phone number and right away. Taylor Williamson. Uh, you, know, you want to trade sex for right. stage time? <laughs> but you, you, uh, I, I was told that you are you, are, you, you know a lot about Flight 800. You, you, and you're into that kind of. Flight 800 being the uh, the one from uh, the one from Malaysia. No, no that's the MH370. One on the one on Flight 800 on Long Island, was the 747. Uh, Pan Am, I think. It, uh, TWA. Pan Am. Flight 800. <laughs> Pan Am. Up Long Island. What the fuck? Blew up. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this, Tripoli yeah. show yes, now? Yes, I do. Because that is the most fishiest explanation of what, what happened. And I know all Brent about... Told me you, yeah, I know all about every airplane, commercial airplane crash that's ever happened, but I have to relook that one up because I know so many out of New York that I'm a little confused right now. Are you talking about the one that blew up over New York City? Yeah, just uh, on Long Island there. And in the city or over the ocean? Uh, just just off Long Island, a little in couple of ocean. miles, you know. In the, in the, ocean. the people from the land could see. Uh, they thought it was a oh, rocket. Oh, I know which one you're talking. Biggest about. cover up in the history of cover ups. Yes, where it looked like a missile hit it, and then people said that a missile hit and it, and they said, "Oh, that's not what the FBI told them. That's not what you saw. That's not what you saw. That's you, not what Alex you saw." Jones? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. This is uh, this is this is this is uh, 747s just don't blow up. You're no. absolutely right. They it, do it, not. It's like a 57 and, Chevy. They have yeah. so many backup systems. They yeah. just don't blow yeah. up. It's yeah. like the mo- it's the workhorse of commercial yeah. aircraft. Yeah. They have backup systems, and yet they're also just a simple, perfect, beautiful machine. They don't break. They don't blow up. And they, and they can fly, I think, on uh, two engines or even one. Or, or not. One engine. Oh, no. you, they shouldn't you, just you, fall out of the sky unless they run out of gas. Yeah. Once you're, once you're uh, I'd say, 4,000, well... Five six thousand feet in the air, which is just we'll say two minutes, a minute and a half after takeoff, you should be able to land within multiple airports. Yeah, that's why the Sully Sullenberger miracle on the Hudson that happened. I think it was uh, thirty five seconds into takeoff, which never happens. That's like a complete anomaly. I think it was both engines, right? Right. Especially that. It's, that was a glider. It's like winning the lottery twice in one day. It's you know, insane. I was on a plane that started to go down. That's how I always, I always feel like the best way to go is in a plane crash because, well, what, like, first of all, you're going to pass out. Like, as soon as the plane starts diving, you lose consciousness because you can't go from that altitude to a lower altitude and oh, remain that. conscious. I thought they were screaming the whole way down. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, everyone's didn't fucking. You? We started our plane. We were at 30,000 feet. I know. Uh, you got, we didn't know what was going on. All of a Jason sudden, we Glorinus. all just started fainting. And we heard, like, fran, fran, fran. And this guy comes running from the back. We're on a military aircraft. And he comes running from the back of the plane. And he's like, take it down. Take it down, take it down, and we're like the plane, and the plane starts diving, and we all start like passing out, and then the oxygen masks come on, and then you put them on, and then so then we were alert, and everyone's holding hands and crying, and all I could think of Everybody's was yelling, like, "Fuck the USO! Everyone, Fuck the fucking USO!" All I could that think means, about was, yeah. all I could think about was only the military knows where I am. They can tell my parents anything they want. Right. It was like right after Pat Tillman, so I was right. really skeptical, right. but we had lost oxygen. And so the plane had to dive to get down to 10,000 feet so yeah. that we could breathe with normal oxygen. And, and like, that's how I knew. I was like, okay, this is the best way to go because yep. I'll pass out anywhere. I'll never know. Yep. You got to get down to 12,000 feet before yeah. you can breathe again. Yeah. So even when the mass drops down, it's no help? It no, is. No, it does. Yeah. But, it like, but it doesn't. But if like, you breathe in three times, two, three times, but there's you can like pass up. Twice where planes, like there was that Greek flight that was like uh, that lost uh, cabin pressure and they lost oxygen and everybody on the plane passed out, including the pilots, and the and the plane just flew into a yeah. mountain. Like yeah. Payne Stewart, the golfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. the, is, yep. Oh, the best Halloween costume I ever saw was at the comedy store. It was the guy Payne dressed Stewart? up like Payne Stewart. <laughs> he had a wire from the back and it came into the front of his face and it had a. A mask hanging off it. No, and his face was all black, like he was, and, and his uniform was all, 
oh, it was Dude, the best. Like a 1950s uh, right here in front of the comedy yeah, store. The knickers. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the high socks. Oh, I don't think you can say that word. And the newsboy. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite line. Well, no. no. Now, uh, Tony, uh, do you know about the Flight Channel? Yeah. You watch and you and they oh they do it right from the gate when the people are getting on and and they react the whole accident the flight channel yeah fast I had to stop watching it on TV channel a little bit because you know it's addictive uh, (laughs) I read the reports I get into everything I mean I'm obsessed I didn't know that That Red uh, Band told me I I want you to come on and we'll talk about this for the whole time do you watch air disasters yeah I I did you watch Lost (laughs) you know you got killed Tony it's just a great great show and everybody's happy and they're pulling names and he's watching. Fucking yeah. accidents! Oh, yeah. the one that was the, the worst one. Guess how about the one in uh, with the weather in the Canary Islands? The two planes that hit on the runway. Oh yeah! Oh the, my uh, god! The, uh, the, uh, oh my god! Horrible! Yeah. Yeah. Right. The fucking no. pilot was uh, in a rush. Yeah, the um, it was pilot error. It was the fucking guy who's in a rush. Oh my god! Not well, they had right. uh, uh, the, the incident. The um, oh, that was a horrible. They had that show on a... Fox. Why planes crash? And there was that one where who the, killed Jesus? The pilot. Why, why? Who killed Jesus? Is that, that that fucking guy on Fox that's writing all the books? Hannity. You know, well, who killed <laughs> Lincoln and who killed Jesus? No, that's O'Reilly. <laughs> Fuck. You know, I, I'm. Convinced, if if Donald Trump got on his knees in front of a television camera in front of the whole United States and sucked Putin's cock, people would still vote for him. I'm convinced. Like that I'm fucking convinced. Year. If he sucked I th- Putin's I th- cock I think on national to- TV, they would still vote for this fucking guy. I'm it- convinced. No, I know. I'm fucking convinced. What if it was a big cock or a little one? Does Didn't it matter. matter. Maybe okay. if he grabbed the balls I and ate his asshole. Tones. I don't know. Yeah. Hello. I think I think at least half the people at this table would still vote for him if he's no. <laughs> My money's in the market, so I want another. Well, then you have a reason. You Who are you going to vote for? Him? I'm not voting for the guy who's fucking ripping the post office. Gonna... I love the post office. I send postcards. That's my favorite thing is the fucking post office. Favoriteist. And they're pulling boxes off the street. What they're about... fucking taking sorting machines out. They're cutting overtime. Fuck oh, him, I man. The post office. Fuck him. What about Kanye? Kanye? Joey Gaynor. Kanye West. I'd vote for Kanye West <laughs> before I... What is uh, Who's what? on your podcast next week? Barry Diamond? <laughs> Jesus. You really burned through those old-timers. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Oh, what's have what's the guy on? with the bad back? What's the guy with the bad back? Oh, Steve Kravitz. Yeah. Is no, he on? Uh, no, remember the guy who used to uh, do the harmonica? On? I used That's Joey Gaynor. You know Are we that back guy? to him just again? Just pick oh. a name off the wall. Yeah. That's who. Right. <laughs> Charles oh, White. Yeah. yeah. Straighten your back out, Charles. Straighten your fucking back out. <laughs> Going up there holding a microphone with your fucking harmonica with your bad back. You're giving a bad fucking... It makes you look... You know. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> how much... How long do you have? <laughs> how long do you I know, have? You know... Uh, oh, I just had, had it. it. Oh, you, you already had it. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus. You want to see? I have a picture of Congratulations. Yes, let's see. How long are you? The Flight left. Channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling me. <laughs> calling me. Yeah, yeah. Welcome uh, to the Bill O'Reilly Power Hour. Uh, <laughs> I saw... Uh, I, uh, 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 you know, I can't you, think of the name of that air... I saw what? I saw. I wanted to tell him. I saw you in New York at the uh, oh. with was, Erica Ligny. Oh wow! That's a, you better get an agent for that baby. I Holy know, cow! That's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar baby on the black market. <laughs> oh, 
That's a beautiful baby. That, that, that baby could be in uh, Kuwait. No, That's in, in this morning. United Arabs in 24 hours. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a beautiful baby. I know. He's very expensive. <laughs> Man, <a> baby. <laughs> Don't leave that baby around. I know. The, the little snatch that baby up. <laughs> Good Lord, Brian. <laughs> oh, they do that. They I see might a have beautiful to get baby. They'll, take that, fu- they'll right. take that baby. They are expensive. <laughs> and leave the windows down in the car when you go to the mall. <laughs> oh, my God. I take him in usually. Mm. <laughs> so I was excited to hear that you're a flight enthusiast. I'm obsessed. I, I kinda... It's Tenerife, by the way, what you're talking about. The Tenerife, 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 Tenerife airport disaster. The fucking guy wouldn't wait. The, the pilot in the 747 it was just like... Uh, it was foggy, I think, wasn't it? It was very, very foggy, foggy, but yeah. they hadn't cleared the runway yet. And this yep. fucking guy was just going because they were on a delay. Or, yep. They had to go there because the other airport was socked in. And when then, did you start watching this flight channel? Uh, I found it. You know, I just found like by accident. You find yeah. shit. On, I love YouTube. That's all I watch well, YouTube's now. YouTube's the worst. Yeah. Fuck uh, regular yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> air disasters, yeah, no. it's actors doing the, the voice recording. But YouTube, you can get the actual voice recording. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, no, no, no. That's the yeah. real voice. No, no, no. I'm saying on, on air disasters, them. they use actors. To, oh, yeah, that bullshit. This TV is the flight channel. This is real. And then the comments are the worst. Like, there was one where the pilots burned alive. Right. And the first comment was pussies. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Jesus! Or you hear somebody saying, that "I was ordered, me, but I ordered yeah. the Jewish meal. I ordered the Jewish <laughs> meal. The kosher. <laughs> I want the kosher meal. Oh, just have what everybody else is having." Hey, who's on your? Oh pod my this god! Week? Joey Kamen. St- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, who, is the, who is Peter on the? Who is on the podcast who's, this week? Who's uh, on the pod Chin. in two weeks? Tim Thomerson. <laughs> god, you made it. You made it look so easy in New York. It was just great <laughs> to watch you. It. You just flowed right along. Nobody, there was no incidents. There was no crowd upset. I saw her in New York at the what club was that? Uh, uh, that was at Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, and they oh. were nice there too. They let they me come really in with nice. my brother Jay and Aligny uh, was in charge. Aligny right? was doing a guest set. They yes. let him go up and uh, did he wear a Brody shirt? Wow. <laughs> I gave him a guess. Wow. I love Aligny. Aligny is the best. I always I tell him great funny. set, hey. no matter if he goes up or not. He's, he's got to have a backyard. You got to have a backyard. Yeah. If you don't have a backyard, he's fucked. Doesn't he do a backyard uh, shindig? Listen, whatever oh, yeah. it is, he's <laughs> yeah. great at it. He does I'm a not lot getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the back? They have stand up in the back. Did you yeah, see it? Yeah. Oh, you're first not to it's a no, no, they don't. Oh, they, no, don't. they don't. That was a, that was fake. Where'd you yeah. learn to keep secrets? <laughs> wow. <Sandusky's> basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen? It's no with, uh, secret. There's no stand up. He's talking about the stream of the stream. They can see what we're doing. Where do all three of you see the future of live comedy shows? 2021. This time next. Year. I don't know. I, I'm flight stumped. T- Who flight are you TV. Book on your I'm doing my shows? specials airing on Flight TV next year. <laughs> hey, it's oh. better than what mine's. I'm on. doing all my my whole special to a walkie-talkie in an airplane. Yeah. Attention, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to be hearing my voice for the next hour. We're gonna be... He's going to take a Southwest flight. And, People and are passing out. Just, who's on your show in two weeks? Dave Tyree? <laughs> Jesus. Who books show, your show? Show me Tommy? where. Jimmy and Joey. Uh, are, which Jimmy? I don't know. That was like guitar players and white snake, man. <laughs> they really so you're gonna come on. You're gonna come on the podcast. <laughs> dead air. Listen to dead air on talk Wednesdays. About, uh, uh, your We're buddy. gonna talk about all the air, airplane disasters. 
I mean, all of them. So I good. have ones that would boggle your biscuits that you haven't even. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yet. It doesn't happen that often, but there are so many. There's an Alaskan Airlines flight where uh, the jack screw in the right um, off the coast of California. Yep, in the um, in uh, the Alaska Airlines and the rudder uh, in the back completely completely was gone. So long. You know what I'm talking about? And they had oh, to yeah. fly upside down. And flights don't ever fly upside down. What we saw in flight with. Uh, not Samuel L. Jackson, Jesus, mm. but uh, Lover, who knows? No, um, not Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, yeah, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. I saw it. And you know those movies are all made up and fake, but him going inverted like that and flying upside down, and everything that happens when you fly upside down, and there's you're on a seven forty seven, and things, it's a debacle in the back. You know, you all of a no, sudden, yeah. if you flip a plane upside down, all of a sudden you're strapped in by that one little fucking yeah, dinky nothing seatbelt. So you've already you always been interested in aviation? Not always, but it's something in the last you know since I started traveling all the oh, fucking you took time. A little bit of an interest, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why are they doing that right now? And what does that mean when the thing on the wings go down? And what's this all mean and do? And what's that beeping noise I just heard? You know? And do you remember when you could see the camera? They would show you the... Oh, when you take off and land? They yeah. Do they do that on Japan. Some, some of them still flights. don't have them. Japanese yeah, they do flights. it on international flights. I like to watch the plane's progress as you're going around. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. on a plane one time where it landed and then took right back off. Oh, there yeah. There was a plane on the runway in yep. front of us. That's called a togo. Is that what that's Total called? Total go-around. Full Whoa. power. That's when Remember you that? hit everything, you release the flaps, and you fucking pull back like a motherfucker because that means that you're not going to make your landing. Remember that JetBlue flight that had the circle, like because they were uh, their landing gear wouldn't pop down. Yeah, and people on, that was what, like the first airplane that had live TV. So people were watching. Yeah. They, that's how they found out what was going on. Yeah. They were like tuning into the live TV on JetBlue and like, why aren't we landing? Because like the cop, the the cops, the pilots weren't telling them anything, and then they were like, what the I don't want to. I don't want to change the subject, but I hear a lot about this. I'm sure Tony's aware of it. Not, I'm, I'm not sure if it's not about hockey. I don't know. It's not about <laughs> hockey or uh, Rats' new Geico commercial. I don't really <laughs> give a fuck. Or, or LA Comics. Uh, yeah, LA Comics. <laughs> so yeah. weird. Are you having any problem with your? You think everything uh, I say, dude? What do they call it after a woman has well, a let's baby? Roast certain comics. Sometimes they have that depression. Not ones that can hire us. Oh, you mean postpartum? Postpartum. It's no. famous now. We're hearing no, a lot about yeah, it. Dude. Do you want to kill I that think baby? You do. I do not want to kill my baby. Oh, good. She doesn't. She doesn't have any I don't depression. Have postpartum. She doesn't want to kill the baby. <laughs> we have another. I'm just you know playing along here. It's a gangbang. Princess Corey oh, is question. here. Ah, oh, this is the this is the Booker of Holtzman's podcast right yeah, well i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> i actually have got to go home because i have to be up was at 5 a.m because the of the baby no but question? you reminded me that i have a baby at home <laughs> that i have to go back to <laughs> oh good to on anything you want to plug uh well, this week in the 90s is my podcast so you can listen to that and i'll be on holtzman's podcast oh, that's yeah, dead in, air in four <laughs> years after he gets through all yeah, the when he, on when the he wall. gets through michael keaton and uh, <laughs> uh no 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 michael no Wynn do you want to be on it? Yeah, I would love to. Um, uh, uh, I, I think I, we'll have, be, I have a number. Just, just hey, well, me. what is this? A prim- <laughs> text me your number, and then I'll have you on the... Okay. Yeah, I asked a comic once, a female comic. I was, hey, can I be in the parking lot? Can I? Where's my mic? 
I said, oh, can I have your number? And she was like, why? What's a whole I like new- saying, bitch, because I want to fucking put you on a podcast. What do you think? I want to get in your pants? Give me your fucking... Fun- so fuck her. Thank you. Look at that, a one-sided I'm, card. I'm, Dude, I'm put on. the... Uh, <laughs> what is this? Uh, radio, not TV, babe. You got to uh, speak into the mic. This speak way you can mic. take notes on the blank side if you need to. Thank if you ever need to... So guys, oh, is that old school having a card? Is that old school? <laughs> Follow Sarah Tiana. So She's much. the best. Bye, uh, Sarah. This Take week in the really 90s. Is. She Knock really is. She, You're the best. She, I can't be a guest on this week in the 90s. She leaves it all on uh, stage. My life Congratulations on the baby, really. Thank you. Thank you. Princess Corey, you want to... Uh, Congratulations. Bye, Sarah. We love you. Princess Corey, you want to get in uh, Sarah's seat and... Uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Sarah's you? actually my ride. I'm going to let okay. you get another guest up in here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just get anyone. Thank uh, you. Tony Hinchcliffe. Kill Tony every Monday night. Uh, anything else you want to... Nope. Thank you so much. Uh, there really is I, the number one live podcast, which is... There's hundreds, thousands of live podcasts. Yeah. And he, Tony gives a lot of uh, newer comics their... Uh, their initial shot up here at the comedy I've been on store. it twice. Earl's been on many times. Holtzman's been on many times. I was on the first one of 2020. Yeah. Yep. You were. Yep. So, Sold uh, out main room. Think about race. that. 450 people oh, in that main room. I tell room everybody line. about your audiences. Your audiences are so enthusiastic. Yep. I'm telling you. It's like they're climbing the walls. It's you unbelievable. You can feel the energy's paddable. Well, yeah. you give younger comics. I mean, this is the number one club in the country. It's hard to get in even at the open mic here. And Tony gives them their initial uh, foray into the comedy Yeah, for store. the people that want it, you know, we make fun of them sometimes. And we goof around. We find out a little bit more about their personal life. They go from being a comedian to a podcast guest in 60 seconds. So they have 60 seconds to get us to like them a little bit and then we talk to them about their lives you know what it is though but tony is the great success story of the comedy story you and i'm not like roasting you i'm actually being completely serious <laughs> well it's hard when people are complimenting people yeah. you worked at fucking starbucks down the street yeah you were like a door guy when being a door guy wasn't cool here right. and uh so this is like a little psa work your ass off be nice and you know you'll have a fucking hit like tony does so now i you. golf every day because i worked so hard thank god thank I god some... i worked hard then and not now yeah. <laughs> the only, you're the in only... your 30s and you can play golf all day exactly and the only thing that makes me nervous is when the drummer does the backflips. oh my god Man, he gets some air. Oh, yeah. Joel Jimenez. Yeah, Joel Berg, Joel Jimenez. Jeremiah Watkins. Jetski uh, Johnson. Who's the artist on it? Chris. Ryan J. Ebelt on the art. It's incredible. It's a great... great. I have to get costumes for y'all. In the comedy store, I mean, to be able to do a show here at the the greatest club in the history of clubs, you know, it's just an honor. And it's an honor to get to work with you guys on a night like this during this wild time. Well, this is like... We need stuff. Like, everyone at this table needs, you know, even famous comics or whatever we are are lonely or would you like to be uh, around people. Would you like so. to suck his dick before he goes? I'd like that. That's actually why I'm still here. I think, I think your listeners would like that. If I can get on kilt. No, I'm saying we're all well-known comics. Corey, you're a well-known No, that was out of class. Comedy, I mean, that was out of, that was out of turn. I character or whatever. Right. Like, we're all lonely. Very like, you know, so. Tony, see Thank you later. You Very much Thank so. you. Oh, Mark, stuck. take over for Tony. Uh, Bye, Tony. So, uh, but it, it, we need this. Like, no, no. This, this. Well, Mitzi always said that comics need. Let's mark the shark, everyone. Mark Stevens, nice to meet you. Hey, what's up, Corey? Nice to meet you. Brian Holtzman, nice to meet you. 
have we met? Uh, I believe I've seen you do the main room many, many times, but this is our first time meeting in person. It's great to meet you. It's nice to meet you, buddy. Mark's a burgeoning young comic. I'm uh, a, yeah, I'm, I'm the only person on here who's not a paid regular. That's American. all right. This is my. Fr- uh, I never thought I'd be in the original room on a Saturday night for at least another. If I was lucky, seven years. But hey, it, this is great. This but is we're so cool. all levels up here. We're all one. We. My mom said we all shit out of the same hole. Like everyone is the same. Like. <laughs> You know, Princess Corey just won an award, right, for your documentary. I did. Tell I us did. About that. Best, best, um, best documentary. What? About, uh, Whoa, wait a minute! Wait a minute! What's it about? No one where, it? Where's that? There was nothing. I wasn't in the conversation for the last thirty seconds, and I feel a little fucking left out. <laughs> it's not about me right now, Get and I'm a little bit fucking pissed off. Get okay? in your conspiracy bullshit. All right. He was Where's in, Sam Tripoli when you need in him? The documentary. Were you not? Which documentary is that? That would be the Freddie Soto documentary. I was. I was. I'm still waiting for my compensation. I don't well, care. Good luck. If it, <laughs> even if it's a death documentary, you know. Uh, well, it, you know, it was, it was a good deed that you did to be in it. Jeez. So tell us about you. I, I haven't seen you uh, since the pandemic. Big dick. I got money. <laughs> uh, um, got I've heard about your dick since day one of me being in Los Angeles. You got fucked over on Roast Battle. Yeah, Thank what you. happened with Roast Battle? You know, um, <laughs> you made any psychological help with that. No, I speak my mind. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm a voice of the voiceless. <laughs> I went into Viacom Network and I called Comedy Central out. Jeff Ross, all those guys, I got burned because I kept winning. You went full. <laughs> you went CM Punk on all of that. That's what you want. You went CM Punk. What? We're gonna do wrestling it's references. The greatest right? story. He wait, just tell, kept wait, winning. tell me the story. What I happened? Saw, I but, saw him once. I don't. I don't have cable TV, but I watched we'll it on the on the laptop. And you came out with knee pads and a towel. Tell me I about mean, it. It was great. Should have <laughs> worn those backstage. I would have done better. I see. Oh I've seen God. Earl make the greatest roast battle entrances like since I got here. You came out to Triple H. Just theme music. That was a, that was on a roast battle card. I was on back in the day. Oh well, I mean, yeah. uh, so you, you know, kept winning. Is that you what ripped happened? the shirt off. You spit water. Yeah, I you mean, roasted every. Beat you, Jimmy Carr. What happens to him? He gets his own show. I get nothing. <laughs> you, you. There's a black hole uh, in the ju- business. I know, Earl. There's a black hole in the judges' booth where you left Joe DeRosa's soul yeah, after that one. And he got a Comedy Central special. I got nothing. Who, who, who would you rather have a, a show with yourself or some some guy from England or London? You, well, I love the, Jimmy. Well, I don't. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a British. He's got a clipboard and with the suit. Uh, who, who, who would be a better show? Him or you? Well, in America, in Roast Bout, they always, show, they always say, buy American, buy fair, American, Jimmy buy Carr, American. Jimmy Carr in England, though, like, yeah, like, Virgin Atlantic, asshole. See, part of me wonders, like, Jimmy Carr doesn't come over here, but I'm like, oh, wait, but Jimmy Carr, well, it makes sense, because in England, Jimmy Carr plays, like, arenas with safe. a higher money Well, that place, didn't help him in Montreal when he was standing next to Daddy Skake. Yeah, I know. When you whip the, when you whip, just kept winning, you whip the clipboard into the audience. Like, I don't need this shit. I told him what to do. Here's the blueprint. Print and uh, no, and that's why every executive on Roast Battle got canned two years later. Oh, oh, yeah, that was. It's great to hear people talking in the hallway right now. No, no, that's Earl. That's you. Oh, that's me. Never you have mind. to say. Oh, I should right. mention. There's a five. All that talking in the hall. There's a five second delay on this mic to there. You oh yeah, yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah I heard that what you're hearing is back. us. Yeah. I have to get into camera. I'm off in the corner. Do that, by the way, I, I think it's hilarious <laughs> that. 
I'm the Boston guy, and the minute I get out here, Tiana, talk about the whole Falcons Patriots Super Bowl and the whole Tuka Rask pulling out thing. Oh, you're from Boston. Are yes. you a racist too? Uh, oh my god! Only, no, a lot of wow. racists hey, come no, from he's Boston. A <laughs> Boston <laughs> is the last baseball team to let a black man play on the but, team. But we were the first. Excuse me, we were the first. The <laughs> Bruins okay, were the first <laughs> hockey team to ever draft a black guy. All right, well, so that makes up for it, I guess, perhaps. But yeah, not really. But I'm just saying. They say about nine out of ten but, Boston people are racist. By the way. Speaking of which, Earl, Earl, speaking of which, I woke up the same. Wait, who is that? That's my Jewish friend. Come well, over he's here. He's got a mask on. I mean, it might be <laughs> you Robin. You know who that talking. is? Oh, that's Peter? You know, it's your Jewish friend. You know friend. who that is? But let me just tell you my favorite <laughs> That's Park Avenue story. over there. Uh, the Atlanta Thrashers were a hockey team. They weren't very good. But the owner thought, well, we're in an, an urban market in Atlanta. We're going to get black players. So they would trade for black players. They drafted black players. The team sucked, but they were very popular. And then the whole team moved to Winnipeg. So you had like those nine black players on the Thrashers in Winnipeg now. There weren't nine black people in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's a problem when you have a lot of uh, different uh, sports uh, vying for the same space in the concerts. I mean, that's that's a scheduling headache. I mean, do we, do we book uh, the BGs or... Watch the basketball game. Well, in theory, it was the brilliant BG's, man. You guys are all. You think, well, hockey is primarily <laughs> stay, white. Stay, stay, stay in the line. Stay, 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 Or should we book uh, Twisted Sister? We're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> Cut your hair, you long-haired motherfucker. That's D. Snyder, bitch. Yeah, I know. Who Don't it is. see them in a Geico commercial. I have to be the youngest person on you know, this entire lineup to tonight. I really me. have to. Like, you should say that to a lady. Everyone makes fun of oh, uh, Earl likes rat. Earl, uh, likes, you don't see any '90s bands in a Geico commercial. I'm mean, rat in in freaking Twisted Sister references. I'm the, I, me and Tony have to be the two youngest. Tony's people. like an old band. That Tony or uh, Mark is the killers. Like the, to him, the killers the are killers ancient. Killers are ancient. I know. Oh that's God. not. That's not. They're not even my kind of style. Fuck. I'm like more of a heavy metal person. Like today and shit like that. Like. But I, what's heavy metal today? Because I don't listen to music today. Oh God, heavy metal today. I mean, you look like Lamb of God. Nobody cares. Sevenfold. The dice band. Nobody cares. Oh, oh. Watch out. Don't mention Andrew Silver. <laughs> no, August, no one cares. Burns, like, no. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the music that I listen to, like, you know, has like, half its screaming half the time, you know, like, like, let's go, shit like that. Like, that's metal today. I was like, into the we, 80s butt rock where you thought like boys were girls. You mean hair metal, no, no, Earl. Like, you were in hair metal. Oh, that's yeah. hair rock. metal. That's butt rock. No, that's not yeah. butt rock. But butt trust rock. me, if you don't think poison's butt rock, you must no, be No, butt rock is like, it's like, what, like, three doors down or fucking shit like I that. I did, but they, you know, they just weren't good looking enough to make it. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Which sucks because in the 80s. I used to date the lead singer. What's his name? Uh, wait, tell me his first name. Uh, Nader. Nadir Priest. Mm-hmm. Nader Priest. So, all right, now with that, we're talking about London. People are going to really start chiming in on YouTube. <laughs> Um, uh, but, Corey, tell us more about where can people see the documentary, which, of course, is about your late husband, Freddie Soto. Freddie Soto. She's Freddie a professional. Legend, uh, you know, I'm like, a professional widow. It's, it's professional. Okay, I'm for you sure know, the his, youngest his guy on this podcast. was just recently. I was supposed to do a whole big event in the main room for his 15th anniversary, and then COVID. Yeah, COVID is... Uh, if you want a dead air t-shirt, just Vemeo. Oh, what are you, only, uh, Fred from the Howard Stern only, show? Yeah, plug no, in. Look, I, I, They're look, only I $35, and uh, listen to dead air whenever you get a chance. What's your Venmo? Yeah. Venmo? 
What is this, the Home Shopping Network? Brian Holtzman, I guess. Yeah. Brian Holtzman one. So where can people see this documentary? Well, right now they can't see it at all. However, it's not on like Netflix or no, something. No, no, well, no, because I had a meeting with Netflix right before the pandemic hit. So, and, and uh, what did so, they say? Like, we got to wait till this clears yes, out. Yes, like I mean, literally, I was on like going into the office, and then we're like, not gonna take it. By the way, that, we're uh, not gonna take it <laughs> anymore. How are we on time, Mikey? Great. Just what he's saying. Want. Fuck it. He doesn't know what the fuck time it is. Well, he's he's uh, the one. A late night at the comedy you know store. Else, you know what else was supposed to happen? Is um, Sherry Shepard got it? It was going to be the movie in the park for the in the summer. And you can't do that now, right? And then we couldn't do that. And then we were going to have a big um, rent out of theater, and we can't do that. So. Everything's on pause. But, I mean, like... Well, dead air is still going on. Dead air is still still going on. on. You want to see two girls who have huge boobs talk about the rainforest. Listen to dead air. I just (laughs) shut the yappers and let's see the flappers. That's it. Oh, over yeah, there. Oh, you're, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, oh, I was gonna say like we can see all. I don't know why you're moving. Cause, what are you like, trying to do? Give me a stiff neck. Oh, like I was watching out there. You're in the like everything well, can be is, seen. This is the first live inappropriate Earl uh, from the comedy store. I was nervous because Galern came in hot with the dirty talk. Oh yeah, oh, did he, he come in hot? He knows. With the dirty talk? He knows. I can't wait for Monday. I have so much to talk I, to you about. I've never <laughs> known the parts of the vagina until I saw. <laughs> oh my god! I saw. I mean, he knows so many different. Levels and, and, and folds and holes in the vagina. That was just amazing. You, you know, you laugh your ass off, and you also get to learn about the vagina. Well, he is a teacher. He is a teacher. Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's <laughs> where I want to be. Beverly, Beverly, Beverly. I'm so pissed because I got tickets to that tour to see the the, the hell of a Weezer. Like no, no, it was it was it was Green Day, Fall Boy, and Weezer. And they were and I saw I, I'm and, out to lunch and I ain't coming back. And I had the tickets to see them at Fenway. <laughs> I ain't coming back. And the whole COVID thing, and so all the tours got postponed. All, all the tours got postponed next year. I was able to get my Chemical Romance tickets for the, they had sold out four shows at the Forum. Okay. Smart the shark. Right, and they sold out too. So you don't like to be called. Oh no, I'll be down either way, brother. That's my that's my nickname. I saved forever. a lot of money this summer because I would have bought front row tickets for me and Chandler to go to Motley Crue and Poison to front uh, row. Weezer. Huh? Well, well, the I, Weezer Green Day front row. You can't. The two like the the biggest oh, tours this year God. were the Hell Mega Tour with Green Day, followed by Weezer, the My Camera Union, and fucking um, Ray Chance Machine got back. Go get it. That was yeah. crazy. If you well, if you're talking get, get, jazz, the Killers, uh, I would have yeah, definitely yeah. sat front row. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really a Killers person. They're you're all right now, dude. You're okay. I, I love. I wouldn't mind seeing Princess them. Corey, where are you going? Oh, no, I'm going to go get John Barry. Okay. Beverly Hills. Wait, they have a new song that just came out. I'm like, like, I've seen Weezer live though. Chance. I've seen Weezer like headline too, and they're all right. I don't know, dude. It's not a bop. It doesn't bop. You know, it's me when I. When I, I when I call you, huh? Brian Holtzman calls me up. I hear static for about the first thirty seconds, and then I hear Rivers Cuomo going, "Beverly Hills, that's where I want." By the way, Earl, I, I gotta tell you, because I knew you looked at me because you were laughing when Tiana brought up the whole like she brought Brady and the whole two glasses back kill to that back. Kid. Right? She um, doesn't have any post. I found out both depression that happening the same way. Sometimes I woke up at depressed s- after they have a kid. You know, this guy's trying to tell us. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go okay. ahead. This is like a, this is like an episode of Mash where they're all talking at the same right. time. This is the those, those actors. They were like, "Oh, you can't do that while I'm doing my lines. You can't have background people talking." This- and the director had to tell him, uh, "What's his name?" Uh, 
Uh, Tommy Salam. Uh, <laughs> he said, oh, he said, you know. You're probably going to book him on the show before me. <laughs> Go Fuck, ahead, dude. Go ahead, well, I was going to say, I woke up. I, w- I found it the same way, and it was this, because when back on, on St. Patrick's Day, Earl, it was day one of quarantine. I wake up at 7 in the morning. I just felt like something was wrong. I wake up, and I see seven texts from seven different people and a bunch of missed calls. And I felt like something happened with like my family. And I see a bunch of NFL updates. I'm like, oh shit! And I just see Brady announces leaving the Patriots today. I woke like I today. I wake up somehow seven in the morning, and I just see NHL updates and a text from my buddy Dom in a group chat going, "Oh, Mark's about to lose his fucking mind." And well, I just see the Tuca, the Tuca leaving thing. Oh, that that was nuts. <laughs> Tuca, are you affected by? T- well, you are. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. What was wrong with you? <laughs> it's not COVID. Uh, apparently, Brian's <laughs> a big. My mask. <laughs> oh no! What are you spitting up, now, bro? Are you good? No, you all right, you, home? You know when you breathe and the water goes down the wrong yeah, pipe. No, nobody. That's never happened to anybody here. I'm the only one who drank water and it went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, but not like that. <laughs> God. Hey, is that the shooter from the grassy knoll over there? <laughs> yeah, bro, your friend has just been chilling back there. Where is Don Barris? Where is Don Barris? Texting him right now. Because Don said he left. Oh, is that? So we're going to continue talking. Uh, we got Mark Stevens from Boston. What Princess up? What up? Corey, legendary uh, I, comedy store. I like uh, uh, comedy store icon. I'll old, that. Former, I would say, old, former talent coordinator. Former talent. I, I was. I'm the. I think I'm the only person. I'm the only person who was the talent coordinator. I ran the front bar. I was Mitzi's assistant. I was marketing and promotions director. I used to drive her down to La Jolla on the weekends. And then, oh, and I hosted the girls at the comedy store. But when were you the talent coordinator? Last. Shubri, it's Holtzman. I'm on a podcast. Say hello. Did I catch you at a bad time? You caught us at a bad time. Yeah. Back east, it's three o'clock. Oh, is that Dawn? Sorry, it's back east. It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm sure it's. I'm on the. Uh, what is it? What is the name of this? Inappropriate one? Earl. Inappropriate Earl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Love uh, you, dude. Love you, Daddy. I'm sorry. Hi, Schubert. Hey, buddy. All right, you guys be good. I'll talk to you. Bye, bye. Uh, that didn't work out, did it? Oh, I took yeah. a chance. It but didn't Corey, work out. When were you the talent coordinator? Um, that was late '90s. So I started in. She, all, she also, you were also in the movie Spaceballs. I was not in the movie Spaceballs. Wait, you were? Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you write no. my Wikipedia page? No. How hard? Because that was kind of the darker air days of this club. Was it tough? <laughs> those, to, those were the dark years. Those were the dark years. Because yeah. I think people see, you know, the Rogan era, you sold mm-hmm. out shows in every room. Yeah, Rogan. but I was I was Mitzi's henchman, right? So it was still during the time when, you know, I'm very I'm very loyal and I take direction. So I did whatever Mitzi told me to do. So she had a vision where it was you're right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the story? You know, what am I supposed to just... Were you show? drinking before you got up here, bro? <laughs> you're, you're looking a little green around the gills, Holmes. <laughs> Long night? <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, but it was, you know, this this was like the school, right? And then you would work out here in the original room, and then when you were good enough, you'd move to the main room. And, you know, the the they wouldn't have the comedians that they had today had she not done that. Like, who was performing back then? Like, obviously, Freddie. Uh, James Stevens III. <laughs> James Stevens III. Rick Wright. Um, Good last name. Yeah, no, no. It was, I mean, it it was, I mean, it was a different time. It was a, it was a different time then, for sure. But um, 
I feel like that's how I got to know all the comedians. Right. Is because we had, you know, sometimes there would be only. You married one. I did marry one. Well, we was... used to live right there. We used to live in Mitzi's house. No, no, no. Oh. The, the little the little one at the top of the Hyatt. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so I'd walk down to work every day. And then... Now, um, now Corey, I'm getting a question. I, I'm getting a question from YouTube. Yes. I, I really have no knowledge if this is like a real beef with you. So if you don't want to talk about it, don't. Oh. Uh, I, but uh, is Princess Corey still mad at Bobby Lee? I don't get that. Oh. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I want to hear this story. Yeah, no, um, I'm assuming it has something to do with him whipping his dick out. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a, I, uh, um, go, who got naked first, uh, yeah, Bobby Lee or Kenny Lyon? Issue with him back from when Freddie was alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it's almost like I'm carrying Freddie's. Grudge, torch right. for his grudge for him, you know, post mortem. Can I? I mean, without if it, I don't want to upset you because I love you, but can I ask what was there a joke uh, maybe situation or a girl? I mean, something. Uh, um, or would you rather just leave it at that? We'll just we'll just leave it at that. We'll okay. just we'll just we'll just leave it at that and just we'll just leave it at that. So uh, we'll just, Omar, we'll just leave it at that. Omar we'll Gonzalez, just leave it at that. I, I think we'll it's, just leave it at that. It's safe to say uh, Princess Corey probably isn't the biggest Bobby Lee fan still, and you'll just have to go with that so holtzman how are you holding oh, up during man, the pandemic what do you do in the daytime i walk for about an hour every day i use the free weights every other day i'm, I'm reading i've got books i read i got youtube to watch i got bonsai trees i was up riding you, mr miyagi i got no, motor- beautiful bonsai i have motorcycles i ride i was up in the crystal i mean it's just so much to do it's unbelievable i mean i don't know People are going crazy because they're crazy to begin with. It's your life. Live it. What are you going to do? Let a little virus get you down, right? What are you, Tony Robbins? <laughs> <laughs> Heal me, baby. Heal me. <laughs> it's only $1,500 for the weekend. I paid, <laughs> I paid it once. I went to Did the you? Seminar. Did you do really it? Did. Oh, you're funny. How was it? I mean... Get laid? Uh, <laughs> at a Tony Robbins <laughs> seminar? No, I did not. But he called me up on stage... I had really long hair, hair basically. When I first length. met you, I think you had long hair. And uh, they had pre-interviewed me and said, do you do drugs? Do you drink? I'm like, no, never had a drug, never had a drink. So he calls me up on stage, and the whole point of it was you can't judge a book by its cover. And at the time, I probably uh, looked like a drug addict. He's like, right. I bet you guys think this guy's on weed and coke, and you know he's a drinker. Well, guess what? He's Elias never and, uh, had Earl. a drink in his life. How does that make you feel, sir? Earl, and, when I when I met you, you had a beard almost down to your belly button. Yeah, I mean, I was a, you beard? Know, I, beard. a beard. Oh, I, I, thought, he, a beard. I thought he was. He had the longest beard. beard I'd ever seen. But really, get, like a ZZ Top beard? Uh, yeah, b- it yeah. was a ZZ Top beard. And I didn't like you at first because you were wearing a Montreal Canadian jersey. I was like, I don't oh, know who the fuck this asshole is. You're a very <laughs> eclectic person. Well, I, I switch my look every couple of years, like Madonna. Uh, right. Now I think right. I've settled into my look of, you know, John Varvatos and leather pants. I started and, shaving I my ass. Well, Did John Varvatos went out of business, didn't they? Or no, something? no, it's just a restructuring. It's a restructuring. <laughs> they got to move around a few stores that weren't making money. Wait, so wait, you really, you don't drink and have never done drugs I've never or anything? drop. Really? And how did that? How did that come about? Uh, my mom bribed me. Uh, she said, "Earl, you don't drink till you're 18. I'll get you the car of your choice." Oh my god! So uh, uh, you know, within reason. Uh, and so I got a bright. I got a Pinto. I got a bright red 318i BMW. Now this is 1986, so a 318i. Uh, that's still yeah. a Beamer. You got a Beamer 
for your first car? But a 318i back then was like... And it, uh, somewhere to put his very shiny liver. Yeah. I got a 2002 Volvo in 2006. That was my car. So, uh, and then wait after minute, that, I was like, well, why drink now? Even though I, this place is obviously... Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a yeah, I think D's got my debit card. I, I need another Tito Soda Nobody's soon. talking about me. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm trying to talk why am about I you. here? Why? I, I showered for this. Up. I took a shower for this. <laughs> I set you up. I said, how are you doing during the pandemic? And you start talking about motorcycles in the mountains. Oh, yeah. I was up there. We went to Lake Arrowhead on the motorcycle. Who's they? Uh, Niwa, old friend of mine from United Airlines, Mike Niwa. He lives in, uh, in that uh, gent- gentrified neighborhood over there near uh, Avenue 64 in uh, 110 North. What's that neighborhood? Highland Park? Highland Park. It's coming That's up. That's where Freddie and I Highland live. Park, oh, Ed. man. That, that neighborhood is coming up. Coming up. Yeah, so well, we went uh, there. That was the... Tuesday morning. We did that. And uh, just every day is a new day to live your life because, you know. But are you riding? Like, as a comic, are you riding? Like, it, it's, is it, it's unmotivated. Yeah, I wear, my, right uh, my, my, I wear my, uh, my underwear on my head when I ride. What are you talking about? Riding. Riding. Clean the wax out of your ears. <laughs> it's not easy to do because the soul lady and the, the ones who does that shit is all closed now in a massage. Do the weather girl bit. How does that go? It's been so long. <laughs> Who's watching the weather? Doesn't the weather just get you so, so... I don't have a <laughs> in the inland empire. <laughs> Brian tells one of my favorite jokes. It's probably my favorite uh, bit. It's about the weather girls all being whores. You know, if you look on J- Channel 9, you have Jackie Johnson. With Where did her. she go? <laughs> they got rid of her and got the gay guy. You know who's gone too? Uh, what's her name? The, the, the little Oriental one, uh, the Asian one. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, what's the one with the big lips and the hair? If this podcast doesn't get me canceled, yeah, you didn't just yeah. say you didn't just say that. <laughs> you know where it's no, twenty twenty, dude. She's Asian, oh. and uh, you only take offense when you want to put it that way. You want to yeah, take absolutely. offense? Take offense. I watched Blazing Saddles. I laughed yeah. hilariously at the first four. Okay, that that is one of my all time favorite movies, right what there. You that, do that is movie these days. that is. I mean, you there's no way you can make you can't that. Do that. Anything. Oh, no, no, you can't no, do anything. It's over. It's over. And that's why Trump won, because the right is just so sick and tired of this left. There's no middle ground. It's so fucked up that that's why we're here. Nobody wants just to be normal middle ground. So, so, so fuck what it. are you if you had to say you're right or left? What are you? I'm 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 looking for a fucking place in the Philippines. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a fucking place in Thailand. I'm getting the fuck out before the what shit hits mo- the fan. You moved to Epstein's Island. It's got an opening. Shit. Give me a ticket. I'll go. Will there be champagne on the flight? Will there be young girls? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, to it the waitress who has my debit card. Uh, if I could get a Tito soda uh, in the original yeah. room right now, that'd be great. Uh, is your, uh, do you lean right, left, or are you in the um, middle? Well, hopefully I'm center. Uh, right you're, I mean, you look, I, t- I, t- I taped him in, so let's Trump, see. Trump could suck Putin's cock on television, and he still would win the election. I'm voting that- for him because my money's in the stock market. <laughs> now, I think he's a pig, and I, I got into it with Tony Hinchcliffe, you know, the whole grabbing by the pussy thing. I, I got sisters. I got nieces. I just can't forgive him for that, but my money is in the stock well, market. Well, okay, okay, but if I, if I could just address that, men, men in general, right? Men Guys, in my, general, my career hasn't even taken off yet. I, I can't get canceled I'm this fast. And I'm from New Orleans, right? right? And so, like, their cleavage is a form of currency. So, like, I absolutely do not have any problem, you know, like. No, you're I'm, hot. I'm a, I'm, but I'm a female, right? So, like, I do not have a problem with 
I'm a flower, and if bees try to pollinate me, I'm not going to get mad at the bee for trying single? to pollinate me. Am I am I single? She's a professional widow. I am. I'm a professional widow. I'm I'm very busy mourning my husband. Well, no, my aunt Ethel Kennedy, she never remarried. I don't think she ever was with another man after. She uh, became a nun, did she? Robert F. Kennedy was killed. Her husband. Didn't she become a nun? One of the Kennedys became a nun. It was not Ethel, uh, was Ethel? but like she's very much a like you. Like she never. Frank Gifford wanted to date her, uh, and this is when Monday Night Football was like like the number one show on TV, and she was like, no. I Howard Cosell. Sure. I love Robert. You know, I yeah. love my husband. I, I was I went to the premiere of Ethel and um, actually when it was at a film festival. Right. Yeah. And then um, I got thrown out for heckling. And Rory saw me. That's my cousin. Yes, that's your cousin. And she came up to me in the bathroom and this was after the show. And she said, you are the best dressed person here. And I went, OK, I can die now. Kennedy just told me that I'm the best dressed person at the entire film festival. Well, well I mean, like Earl, I Earl told you that? Or like, no, no, I was never Rory. Uh, we have oh, wow. The, I, I, I was just kind of I was half hello. kidding when you said that. But that's amazing. Yeah, you just did that. Just Thank sure. you. Leah is the legendary you? Uh, comedy store figure. I like that. I've, I've also done about 30 jobs, same as Corey. Can you hear me? Right? Yes. I know. I was Missy's assistant. I drove to Mexico to buy prescription meds for her. Nice. At the border. Um, wow. I managed La Jolla. I did. I barked Oh, that's right. Oh my God! You did more I than did me because you did, yeah, because you did, yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Yo, that's yes. fucked up. They did that to them down in La Jolla where they just canceled the live outdoor shows because they were they were being super safe with that. Oh, shit. Oh, they canceled. They canceled. Yeah, they did that. I'm like, someone narked on them. Someone had to have narked on them. It was just illegal. It was illegal, <laughs> so they couldn't. Uh, I agree. It was safe, but yeah, everybody's just kind of doing it until they get caught. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was uh, okay to have outdoor shows. Like, no, we thought so too, but apparently, no, they were just doing it. Oh, yeah. Because I was going to try. Oh, to get they didn't get permission there. first. Is that why they yeah, closed yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think anybody got permission. I think everybody was trying it. <laughs> American Comedy Company. Yeah. Well, American Comedy, yeah, American Comedy Company is like closed indefinitely for right now, from what I understand. Well, they never because of that. Me, so fuck them. <laughs> Do you want to come on uh, Dead Air again? <laughs> this is where this podcast has gone to. We're now trying to get on other <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> You asked me to be on this podcast years and years and years ago. Well, I mean, this is a special inappropriate Earl, which is more of a clusterfuck tonight. Uh, but I thought, well, you know, you because I'm always fascinated by like Sarah Tiana, you women who were up here in the early 2000s, late 90s. It was, you know, uh, it was rough for women up here. Like it was very misogynistic. Yeah, I didn't find that, though. Because you, well, it's probably because you were in a position of power, so people were up your ass. Oh, that's true. Uh, you know, like I know people told Tommy, "Hey, I love your haircut." <laughs> I got here. I, I was one of them. Or, I, was like, I got oh, yeah. here to L.A. I was in L.A. for two months, and then Tommy was uh, shown. Yeah, well, he was showing the door here, and that's when things really. <laughs> well, he just had some interesting accounting methods, but yeah, that's want, that's one way. You don't want to get in. He was taking that. toilet paper home. No, that's burger. <laughs> oh, my God. Legendary oh, that, paid regular at the comedy that, Oh, that fucking guy. One of the greatest Yelp reviews in the history of Yelp is someone complaining about burgers stealing toilet paper out of the main room bathroom. <laughs> like, how broke do you got to be to be stealing? Well, you have a couple kids. You can't afford... I mean, I don't know what burger's financial you know, uh, situation is, but like... Like, what a schmuck. I always <laughs> tell people, if you're thinking of having kids, here's the cost. And we, I'm sorry. We lost some more Kennedys... 
in the water. Listen, uh, mm. this week is all about my favorite pro wrestler of all time dying, Kamala. Rest Wait, that's really your your favorite pro wrestler? Absolutely. Really? We've about him enough, but like... Do you have any pictures of him? Of Kamala? Uh, <laughs> an 8x10? I do have one. He signed an 8x10 saying, to Earl, you're my favorite comic. Aww. But he was probably... I was the death I, anniversary of Elvis Presley. It is. Elvis was my neighbor in Bel Air. What? What? Shit the fuck out. I always talk about OJ, uh, Kareem, and Will Chamberlain. Tell him about the golf when you went golfing and uh, that guy well, said yeah, I better not uh, better leave that story out uh, <laughs> I, so you can google earth this my parents lived at 10500 Roca Place in Bel Air and the home below that <laughs> Beverly Hills uh, <laughs> Elvis lived the last few years of his life there's wow. a wild neighbor Harry Nielsen the fifth beetle oh yeah the street. you went to I went to Harry Nielsen's house. It was like the first celebrity's home I was ever in, and he had like these pianos and guitars and basses and a basketball court. And I didn't know who he was. He was just my dad's drinking partner. So wait, your dad's drinking partner was the Harry Neil, the fifth Beatle, Beatle the, their manager. That's crazy. Wow. No, no, he wasn't their manager. He was like he helped them write some songs, and like he had that song uh, "Living Without You," which was mm -hmm. in the '70s, like a joke. I still don't know. I thought you showing the picture of your dad, or he just like harpooned a whale. That was another thing. He was. I can't love. Oh God! Yeah, you know Harry. I Nielsen. can't be with you. What, what are you, uh, Casey Kasem, putting on the hits here? This is, uh, this is radio, babe, not TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we're ending. We're nearing the end of uh, the first live inappropriate Earl. Uh, you want a dead air T-shirt? Just Vimeo. Yeah, that's a very nice T-shirt. Red Band is the brains behind uh, the T-shirt. I'll, I'll assume. Um, I I made oh. the T-shirt. Oh, you made the T-shirt? Mm -hmm. No. the uh, the T-shirt design was uh, was found on the social media. Oh okay. yeah, I adapted it, and we liked it so much we we incorporated it into the T-shirt. Well, well, thank you. I'm, that, I, I'm glad this has turned into a haberdashery show. And this has well, been the most you know, interesting you know, podcast I've ever about, been on. What the, reminds me, what the fuck? This reminds me of the End of the World podcast held in the main room 2016. It was Rogan, Stan Hope, uh, Burt Kreischer, uh, Russell Peters. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Stan Hope's manager just pushed me out there saying, we need some uh, new blood out there. And I was like, I, I, added nothing. I don't vote. So, like, I... I wasn't a girl in the front row was crying when Rogan, I think, announced, "Oh my God, he won," and Trump won. Oh, and, uh, was oh this wild. was the night of the the night. night. I was of the, the improv when that happened, and yeah. it was just like the. It was just there was like this dead silence, and then Trump walked out, and I just go. Man, couldn't you have come out to Darth Vader's theme music? That would have been so awesome if he had done that. It was surreal know. to be in the main room, packed. I mean, Morgan Murphy, uh, uh, it was, and Bill Burr were kind of like wow. arguing, not arguing, but like. Bantering pretty hard on you know politics, and the girl in the front row was just crying as soon as Rogan said, "Oh my God, he won." The whole yeah, world. I, I was, I at, I was at a party and everybody like, started crying, and like and like the kids were all crying. It was it was. Well, I honestly intense. think no one thought he was going to. I don't even think he thought he was. Oh no, of course no, he, did. he, he didn't. didn't. Yeah, Earl, he never wanted to be president. He did all that, and it just got a little out of control. I really believe he thought I'll I'll run against the Republicans. It'd be a little promotion for the next season of The Apprentice. First debate, he does pretty. good. Good. And then I think someone put it into his head. Hey, dude, you can win this. And the he, debate, he was and now he's gone stark raving mad. This whole it's but I, he's crazy. so mad though. But that shows you how bad Biden is because I don't mm -hmm. think Biden. I don't think anyone's going to beat him again. Like you need to run a hot chick against him. 
Because this whole thing is a bu- he's a bully. You need to run the Rock. Mm. The Rock would have won. If the I don't Rock- think he would though. The Rock would have beaten Donald. I'm Trump. telling you, he wouldn't. Uh, I'm the people's you right champ. Now, you need he would have had a good chick. chance. Yeah. Well, anyone has a good chance, but like he's a bully and he talks about women's looks so much. You're a pig. Look at that face. But if you ran a hot chick who knew her shit, a weather girl. Well, Kamala is attractive. I, no, she's not like uh, Ortez. Uh, uh, oh, AOC. But I mean, AOC. You run her again. He can't bully her. He can't say, look at your ugly face. You know, he's going to have to argue on the merits of his arguments, which are like, you're ugly. So I think if you're running Biden against him, it's done. Like, he'll win yeah. another four years. Do you want another water? No, Mike, how are we on time, baby? Sure, we'll do another 15 minutes. I don't think Don Barris is joining us, so uh, we'll just keep talking politics and where you can get a dead air t-shirt. This is the first late night where Don isn't making an appearance. This is crazy to me. Like, I mean, it's just... I think Don was Wait. in the back ready, and then Tony came on, and, you know, it's hard to wrangle. Uh, you know, there's only four seats here. So, I, I, Don, if you're listening, which I'm assuming he isn't, uh, you know, the Ding Dong shows Monday nights, but I don't even know where they do that now. Like, it, it's so weird to me that... Yeah, that is a motley bunch he has in that I mean, show. here we are, uh, what is it, uh, 1230, and, and this time last year, this room was packed. Right, and, right. You know, uh, someone was on stage. You were in the OR, our main room, probably, and you know. I feel like a rite of passage. You have to be part of the Don Barish pyramid at some point here. You have to, you have to be the in the pyramid one time when he does it. Yeah, Don was doing his late night pyramid here, and and now we're this is how we're surviving. I mean, I was, I mean, I was in that with Tony back in 2014 when I first got here. That was, uh, you know, right as roast battle was. Well, thank uh, God for podcast. Tony just like really. That's when Tony just first like really broke at the time when he when he first got when that's when he first like really like his popularity like started really exploding. But that's like uh, you know podcaster now. Shows they're like you know now La Jolla can't do live shows anymore, so you can't you don't have that as an out outlet for your. Uh, I you truly know. think comedy will come back for real. For real. I'm gonna if I were to put a time, I would say maybe spring of 2021. That's what I really think. Yeah. I don't think it'll be back before the end of the year. Like oh hell no 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 God no I'd say spring 2021. That's what I think. Mr. Holtzman, when do you think it's yeah. going to be back? I'm refusing to talk right now on the podcast. I, I we're Why, I'm including wrong? you. Do you want another water? I I just feel that you haven't catered to me enough. Okay, well, the next five minutes are going to be about you. All right. Now, I gave you the opportunity to do the weather girl bed, and you're like, I don't remember it. I don't think it's going to translate. Nothing's going to translate. That shit's got to... What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about more plane crashes? TWA Flight 800, it was a laser. Or a space shuttle crashing. We're at astronauts vacation all over Florida. We can do some bits. See, I'm from dead air, so we, we're kind of used to not talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Dead air is famous. Did you bring for any items talking. of interest? Yeah. Do you have? You want to read something from the Des Moines Register about two guys tipping over a cow and what happened? <laughs> <laughs> You're a big fan of items of interest, weren't you? Well, I, well, I, I didn't like your your uh, dead air episode. We had the two girls with the huge tits, and you know, you're asking them real questions. Like, I just take a top off to us. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that he was asking real questions? Well, they were trying to be like shtick with him and say, you're not on a, a, a I feel like we're old, level of Brian <laughs> I feel like we're on old school Howard so, Stern right now a little well, bit. But I, <laughs> I'm honest. Let's just show, you know, you got big knockers. You're wearing a, a, a shirt that's cut down to there. You obviously want to show them. No, I mean, no, well, no, no, no. I, well, you know, I had, I had two oh, wait, brush sorry, reductions. Sorry. 
You know, I had two breast reductions. Show me those big nipples, will you? <laughs> I did. Oh, wait, I, now I don't. I'm. But no, we're talking about we're talking to Mr. Holtzman. No, well, no, I'd no, rather no, talk go. about your two reductions. Yeah. No offense. Uh, what, no, go ahead. Go so ahead. So how? At, what was your biggest size boobs you've ever had? I was a 42 triple F. Holy shit. Right, how did we not date? Hello. Well, because I was 16. Uh, oh, well. Then that, so how did you and Earl not date? That's great. <laughs> I, I, listen, I tell comics all the time, you can do anything with a girl. You just can't do one thing. And they're like, what, Earl? What can't we do? Anal? I'm like, no. Just got to make sure they're 18 and up and you're good. Right? It's, it's, all it's, not, too it's not too hard. And, and apparently someone you didn't drink until you were 18. So, you know, I mean, people it's a can... real simple rule. But it's wait. like... I, I, you know, I don't want to go down that uh, rabbit hole because we have to talk about things probably that you shouldn't be talked about at least on the comedy store version of Inappropriate Earl. But it's, it's so weird to me that you got all this money and access to whatever you want. You can't do one thing, and you, you it's like I guess you want what you can't have. Right, right. It's like I live in a gay neighborhood. I get picked up on constantly. And I'm you like, just can't get those gays. Well, no, I'm an icon in the gay community because it's like that's the one straight guy who lives on <laughs> the street I live on. I'm the only straight guy in my building, and they every gay guy in my building wants to have sex with me because they know they can't. Uh, if oh. I was gay, they probably wouldn't even care. Oh, he's not that hot. Uh, Josephine right? Dosh is definitely one of those people. What's Fifi Dosh now? I uh, said Josephine. She, so uh, that's Fifi for short. I'm going to have her on the podcast. Well, I mean, at least she's someone who's like worth the last couple years. I think she- again. That was always one of my again one of my favorite nights ever. Was the two like I, that was a pleasure to be. A, oh, Earl, again, again, making fun of the. Well, hold on, we got to get to yeah. his guests on his podcast. You, uh, you know, I I've asked him for like four years to come on my couch, <laughs> inappropriate Earl at, at the West Side Studios. And you're like, why don't you come on mine? And I'm like, sure. And then I see you're having like Shecky Green on. <laughs> you got fucking Jackie Diamond, King of the Vegas Frontier on. You got. Got uh, Sergio Love doing his rap about Lucky Charms. Oh my God! Jay Davis, <laughs> uh, Peter Chen, uh, Peter Chen. Please no talk during show. <laughs> Peter Chen, who was set in a up, Ge- set up punch. Right. I mean, he was a uh, he was in a Geico commercial a couple of years. Was he ago. really? Oh my God! I wish I was on that flow, that progressive. I wish I was one of those regulars on that. People don't understand oh how much money. That's oh how I used to make God. a living was commercials. Yeah. And, like I did my first two commercials I ever auditioned for. I got it was uh, United Airlines with Mike Singletary, the Chicago uh, linebacker, and um, a Pepsi commercial, and mm-hmm. uh, they were both national. Were they talkers? Yeah. And I thought, oh, this business is easy. And then I literally didn't get a commercial for almost twenty years. Like it was so. I lucked out, and then, but you know, Flo, she's a millionaire. Oh, completely. Uh, oh, God. Rat, I, I mean, they're not millionaires mm-hmm. on this commercial, but they're they've made probably o- over a, a million. You know, I don't know how from they that split. one commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, they, oh, when they said they have a rat problem? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. We love I our love house, that. but we do have a rat problem. <laughs> I could have been the fucking dad. <laughs> But what they did, that shows you the business minds they have. They re-recorded round and round so the drummer wouldn't get his cut. Cause if Why? Because if you use the, the original recording, uh, you have to pay Everybody. everyone uh-huh. from the original recording. Oh, right. But if you uh, re-record it, 
the uh, it's like it saves a lot wow. of money. Well, I used to date the girl, uh, the manager from Motorhead, so I learned the female manager. They Have had you two been to the rainbow? Sure, it was. Under the rainbow. Is it pigs the, Oh, I missed the rainbow, dude. The lair with Harry Nielsen, the, Alice Cooper. Did you see the the, the life size uh, of Lemmy? Of Lemmy, that's I it's was, phenomenal. Was at the induction. Thank you very much. Wow. But I learned so much I saw about it, the music. I couldn't believe it. It's beautiful. The music business. The, how bands. Uh, you know they use ghost musicians because the the you know real musicians are just don't want to show up to the recording. So these ghost musicians get paid like five hundred dollars for the recording, and that's it. Depends on well, it depends yeah, on what the like agreement is and what sessions. Well, I mean, I'm and telling you what Motorhead's uh, yeah, like Comedy Central. Thanks. It's ten dollars. Here's what we're gonna do with Roast Battle. You're gonna build the show with Moses, and then when it gets to TV and Boss Ross comes in, you're fucked. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mr. Viacom, but they didn't count on me not speaking up. Right. Oh my! God. Well, that's what happened with Freddie's show. Freddie, right. Freddie, you know, Viacom came in and oh, bought Viacom. out. Yeah, and they came out and bought out the network, and they said everything that's on the fall lineup is going in the trash. And I mean, we had, I mean, we filmed a pilot. I mean, they paid millions of dollars. I mean, it was happening. It was already in the trades, and they just threw it in the trash because he goes, "I'm not getting credit for it." I mean, it's mind-blowing, the heartbreaking decisions. Oh, it it killed Freddie. Like, I uh, was on... uh, It's a cold business, baby. uh, It is. I was going to do the audience warm-up for Rob Schneider's show on CBS. So they do the pilot with... uh, If if you follow character actors, uh, the um, father-in-law was Tony Plana, Uh who is this legendary actor, uh, but he just wasn't funny. Like he's a serious actor, so he just the humor wasn't there. So they bring in Cheech and they reshoot the pilot, and they use a lot of Tony's ideas. But they're like, "Hey, thanks for playing. Here's Cheech. See you, Tony." Like so, it was like that was my first like, "Wow, this business sucks." It's called recasting. Yeah, but Uh, it's like, well, they did the same thing with Eric Stoltz in Mm -hmm. uh, Back to the Future. You know, the first Back to the Future, Eric Stoltz, they filmed like 60% of it with Eric Stoltz. And he he was a great actor, and uh, he just wasn't hitting the humor that Spielberg wanted. So Michael J. Fox became available, and they were like, thanks, Eric, we're going to reshoot everything. You're out. Wow. But they do that a lot. They go in a different direction. Well, he's just a serious actor, Eric Stoltz. Like, he was in Pulp Fiction and a lot of 80s things. Michael J. Fox, obviously. Which one is he in Pulp Fiction? He was the guy who uh, they stab uh, in the heart with the adrenaline toward the end. Oh, Uh, the guy, the burnout. It was selling. Yeah, the burnout. Uh, But he's like a very serious, great actor, but he probably didn't have the comedy It does amaze me how the casting people, and they get together and they pick a particular actor or actress, and it just works. I mean, that's an art in themselves, how they... Just like Back to the Future, it would it, it worked without. Been, yeah, it wouldn't. Have been, that guy, that he was great. Well, it's like uh, I'm fascinated by casting decisions. Like the original Predator. Now this is like not really the same, but we're getting uh, real eighties right now. <laughs> but it was Jean Claude Van Damme. But he was too awkward in the suit. Oh my god! And he was like our size, maybe six yeah. feet. Uh, he wasn't as intimidating. So they bring in this guy Kevin Peter Hall, who's seven foot two. He was like a classically trained ballet guy. So oh. when you see the scenes of the Predator running, you're like, okay, this is believable. So thanks, wh- thanks, Jean Claude. You gave us the idea. See ya. Here's oh Kevin. Oh gosh. <laughs> and then Charles, uh, Charlie Sheen took over for somebody in uh, uh, Platoon. Uh, or Apocalypse. 
Apocalypse. How, no, with Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen took over for somebody that wasn't working out. Well, same thing. Uh, Roy Scheider. Yeah, that is Roy Scheider, Chief Brody from Jaws, was the De Niro part in uh, Deer Hunter. And you know, just De Niro became available, and Roy Scheider in the seventies had a legendary run. French, oh, not man. French, yeah, French Connection, Marathon Man, Jaws. You couldn't keep going. I've never seen, seen Van Damme in fucking Expendables two, and he was still jacked out. Even for like an old guy, he was still like ripped out of his. Oh hand. yeah, he was. You know, he kept in shape. Uh, he's, he's like freaking biceps are still like fucking out to here. I was like, I'm like, bro, you're fifty seven. How are you still that? Like, but casting is such a interesting topic to me, and uh, how guys get replaced, girls get. Replaced. Uh, well, I remembered. Um, well, because I did a commercial and I was an actress in New Orleans, and then I and I had a lead on a show, and then quit it to come out here because I got a lead in a show out here, but then it turned out to be a casting couch situation. So, but I did I did a Fuck national <laughs> commercial that was aired during the Super Bowl in New Orleans, and I got paid a hundred dollars. Okay, hundred bucks, hundred bucks, and that commercial ran all the time. Because Whoa. and one of my agents tried to kill the other agent. They put a hit out on him because there were only two agents in New Orleans. It was it was Whoa. Whoa. Wait, whoa. It's, it's, it's what? Insane. It's Wait, insane. Hold on. It's insane. I'm, I'm being blasphemed in, in the uh, chat room. Uh, Earl drives a minivan. Uh, just so you know, I drive That is a, false. David, I drive an eighty thousand dollar Hellcat bitch. Uh what's a Hellcat? It's a Dodge, very fast car. Uh it's fast. But uh Probably my famous, most famous casting <laughs> thing is, you know who the original choice to play the Terminator was? This is true Wait, story. no, hold on. I do know this. Mick, I do know this. Mickey Rooney. No, it was uh, Harrison Ford. No, no. It was O.J. No. Simpson. What? He screen tested, and, and this uh, the casting director, and this is going to sound like a bit, the casting director said, I didn't find him believable as a killer. Oh, my God. And then Lance Hendrickson was supposed to be the Terminator, and then Schwarzenegger, you know, just, you know, say, hey, Lance, thanks for the character ideas. We're going to take your ideas and give it to this fucking Austrian guy who can barely speak English. Welcome to Hollywood, Lance. See you on the red carpet. Wait, what was that movie that you played the other day that you, you said you loved the opening of? You played it on your podcast, I think, last week. All guests saving Private Ryan. Oh, Ken or, uh, Eastwood. Take it in the ass seven. That's a good opening. Uh, Take it in the ass, seven. Nice, buddy. You know, my mom had dinner with Clint Eastwood while she was pregnant with me, so technically I had dinner with him. And she's like... I would would take that. 1968, and she looks at him at the end of dinner and goes, I hope you have a good backup plan because you're way too nice. You'll never make it in Hollywood. So never listen. My mom would have been a shitty... Wow. Wow. This was like right around... That's cold. This is before... Josie Wales. This was before Dirty Harry, a couple years before Dirty Harry. Before his career took off, I guess. Yeah. So bef- uh, after the spaghetti westerns, right? And then I think the first Dirty Harry was 1971. Well, he wasn't the first choice for Dirty Harry. Frank no, Sinatra he was. Oh, Frank Sinatra is a what? great voice, but if you ever watch well, any of so his movies, cold in this room. Holy... yeah, he wasn't the best. I mean, his best movie was probably Cannonball Run Two when he had <laughs> a. Uh, <laughs> a cameo. Was he in that? Oh my god! Yeah, he just had a cameo. But Bruce Willis, uh, Die Hard. You think he'd be the first choice? He was literally the seventh choice. Really? Wow. Uh, Clint Eastwood. But look, but, but look how successful it Absolutely. was when they picked him. Yeah. So uh, they know they know something that the average people don't know. But they didn't really. He fell into their lap because the other, like Sinatra, he was another one. Uh, Sinatra was going to be in Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> Schwarzenegger. That wouldn't have worked. That Eastwood, way. That Stallone. Uh, mm-hmm. 
All the yeah, but all the yeah. uh, action guys of that day See, were the people first don't realize well, we're gonna do a die hard sing Christmas carols. Like what the fuck? Like people don't realize that when they make a project, the last thing that they have to do is pick who's gonna do those characters. And you think the person who gets the movie is the one that they made it for. Uh, who the hell was Earl's mom? Uh, my mom, you asshole. <laughs> She was no one. She was from Cartersville, Georgia. Who the fuck is commenting on this shit? This is why I don't go online and look at the internet. Like, oh, you're you know. live streaming right now. Yeah. I mean, this, YouTube comments are okay. Reddit is where they really go all in for you. Like, I can only imagine oh, really? what they say. Ooh. What is Reddit? Reddit is like a subculture of uh, they, trolls, I guess. They say, oh, it's a, it's a community of... Yeah, it's haters. A, it's a lot of things. A community you can, of Reddit, haters. Reddit basically posts anything to you can find. Anything. I mean, it's so many it's links an, to everything. Like, every it's yeah, online, every hate group has one. Online you trolling can, community. But you can also watch anything. Like you can find any NFL game to watch on Reddit. You can like. But like someone said to me after roast battle in Montreal, hey, they're talking about you on Reddit. I was like, oh, maybe they're fans. Let me uh, go check. <laughs> and he's like, no. I, I click Earl Skakel roast battle, and it was just hate speech. It's I, oh, it's guys, every ignorant, terrible thing. Kennedy, I hope he dies in an oven. And he, whoa, they said that. To oh, you. it was horrible. He didn't beat Jimmy Carr. I hope he never comes to UK. He'll never get off the plane with my bullets in him. Like, it was Whoa. Oh, would, that's a little nuts. That's why I think anyone who probably has a stand-up special shouldn't look at any Who was the first person yeah, you no, faced on season one? Obviously, with the, the gay guy named Tom Ballard. Tom Ballard. Okay, that's who, that, that was bugging me. It was like Tom, Jimmy. Well, I don't know how Roast Battle still is lasting just because, like, I remember I did a joke against the Australian comic who's gay, and I think Kevin Hart was a judge. So I thought, oh, he'll like a, like a racy joke. So I'm like, Tom Ballard's gay, so he's taking more shots to the back than Kevin's unarmed cousin. <laughs> well, I mean, bro, Kevin you just talked about Kevin Hart is cousin getting shot. I don't like think Kevin he... Hart is like giving me the we're not worthy sign, and because he got the joke, he knew I wasn't like obviously serious. But I don't know how you can do a show like Roast Battle in this. Day and age of uh, PC the, and uh, hey, the it's the America they want. It's the America. They're well, gonna get. hold on. It's a, they deserve everything they want and then what they want to get, and it's their country to just destroy. Well, you what is it, this the Rush Limbaugh Power Hour? <laughs> it's just I mean, you do, I mean, can they do still do roast battles. Just like it's just like it's not like. You know, is it the well, I don't acknowledge roast battle after season one, but that's I'm a little biased. Oh, uh, wait, you've been up there. But you were up there a couple comedy, times after that. Maybe the comedy clubs, when they come back, then that will go back to being a place where within these walls you can say whatever you want. I hope. Uh, I mean, I, we've always been able to say what really whatever we want up there. I mean, Holtzman, well, I mean, you say whatever you want. I've never, I've never really been in a roast battle. But Lately. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking more about comedy. Like when comedy comes back, can you do jokes about uh, you know Harvey Weinstein and uh, that whole well and that whole thing? Okay. You know, which is basically he was raping actresses, and and then you get into other people okay. who are accused of stuff like that. Like you know, I know you go all in. <laughs> you know, I remember when you talk when you do your Louis C.K. joke. And can I say the punchline? Sure. When you talk about, well, I'm making this about you, dude. Or do you want to say the punchline? No, I want you to. Well, when you say the only thing Louis C.K. I want you to. Well, I'm trying to say <laughs> it. I, I don't know if this is this mic is on. Go ahead. Hey, every, oh, baby, this is... Uh, we're on. Uh, <laughs> your joke about Louis C.K. at the end, you say the only thing he did wrong was he let those two girls live. <laughs> and then you simulate him snapping their necks. Right. So, it's called comedy. 
absolutely. And I've seen you do that joke in a packed <laughs> OR, and half the crowd laughs. Girls are laughing. I saw one girl back there grabbing her husband, and going, "This guy's fucking hilarious." And then I saw a table full of girls get up and walk out. Do you think when comedy comes back, are you still going to be the same aggressive stand-up you're known? Of course. For? Oh yeah. You yeah. got to do what got you to the party. You got to dance with it took you to the date. Whatever the fuck that saying is. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You got to dance to yeah. uh, the dance with what brought you. Mm. Right. By the way, people are asking, uh, "Where's William Montgomery?" I can tell you, he will never oh. be on a show I'm host. What the? Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, I don't, what happened to him? What, what, what am I? Uh, um, that's Kill Tony on Monday night. But Earl, could, Kill Tony. Earl, could I make a bit of a? So you're gonna hold on. You're gonna lean into your humor. You're not changing. Oh no, no. Uh, what makes Brian work? Mr. Holtzman, I'm sorry. What makes Mr. Holtzman work is the fact that he does commit 110%. Right. I mean, I think people at some parts of your act are like, is this a character or is it real? Well, Do they, you like that? Right. They, they I've have seen to you a few s- times in the main room, and I've like I've felt the same thing, but I've always watched you, and it's always very captivating because you, you always have the lights dimmed, and it's so cool to see. And I love watching you do your thing, which but is like, so cool. Do you, do you like that? Like keeping the audience guessing? Like, it, you know, I've seen some people watching and going, this guy's about to blow up this building. And then other females are like, this guy's hilarious. Well, you like that. I, 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 I don't know whether it's, a, it's not a question of whether, whether I like it or not. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And people are going to either take it and realize what it is or they're going to take it serious because they got shit on their mind. They're, they're already got a hair trigger. They walked into the club with an attitude, a problem, uh, a complex, and they're just waiting. They're just waiting to lash out at somebody in a comedy club. There's nothing more insane. You're in a comedy club. You park the car for 20 bucks. You 20 bucks to get in. Drinks. How much money did you spend on drinks? And then you're going to take what I'm saying by bait <laughs> What are you, some kind of fucking nut? This isn't a Ted thing. This is comedy. The last bastion where you can say whatever the fuck you want. And you're going to take it personal? Thank you're you. a fucking idiot. That's why Trump's going to win. Because there's too many fucking assholes on the left. And, the, and all the dumb people on the right are going to take over this whole bag of wax and run this whole fucking country right down the fucking tube. <laughs> you watch. If he wins again... It's fucking over. It is fucking over. I feel like I'm uh, in the middle of a Hulk Hogan promo. I thought you wanted me to... Uh, I wanted it to be you. I thought you wanted me to end the show on, on a mean, high note. No, we got like... <laughs> you know, I mean, you're 100% right. The only reason how Trump about, won in the first place is because so many people freaked out it, it, about him. It, and they gave him so much attention. It's the United States of America. Okay, we're going to go to 1 o'clock, so we got six more minutes. And and, and, Brian, and, and thank you for saying that. Some people yeah. will come to a comedy club. You'll spend this much money on admission, drink prices, and then you get butthurt? And yeah, some man. people, that was, you're in a fucking comedy club. Just fucking be, laugh. So you've got just, a young comic here supporting you. Just because you don't like the artwork doesn't mean that that artwork isn't great. Just because you're offended... Doesn't mean what you heard wasn't funny. It's all subjected. But to take a fucking tone of 
of fucking complete outrage at a comedy club, you, you know, that's it's the last bastion of, 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 of unscheduled, unscripted fucking soapbox type fucking thing. Amen. You come to a comedy club to see what you, you, you can't see in the real, if you want to call this country real. I'm hard as a rock right now. <laughs> It's you the last I mean? art. Right, right. That's why you come to a comedy club to see something I mean, you don't passion. ordinarily be exposed to. This is passion. Now, if I said this shit to you in an aisle at CVS, you could take offense. I That's might. not a comedy club. So fuck them, fuck them all. I'm, you know, I, 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 I you know, it gets me kind of nutty. <laughs> it gets me. It, it hurts me because I'm sensitive, believe it or not, and it hurts me when somebody takes me. Uh, they don't even know what satire is. They don't know right. what the fuck satire is. You know what fucking satire is? Yeah, it's a comedy room off of Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's sapphire. My bad. My Honestly, bad. what Brian's yeah. saying is, like, you know, this is the last art form that really can't be censored, and people are trying to censor it nowadays. Yeah, which is, which man. is fucked up. It's comedy. You like, you know what I mean? We're gonna make people laugh. I'm getting roasted in the chat. I, 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 well, I, this guy's asking me if I'm wearing blue blockers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are out of control in chat. Blue blocker. This will get at least a hundred thousand views. I don't know about that, dude. Like, I hope you. Uh, no, I, I hope it works out for America. I don't. I, there's too many. It's it's like it's like it's like this. Okay, you are an expert on Not wrestling really. and hockey. It's gotten me nowhere just, in just comedy. Just two things, right? Well, more than just that. Eighties metal. Rat, I can right. tell you who so the second I would, drummer was. I wouldn't come in here and argue with you about what uh, you know uh -huh, about. Uh -huh. Smart decision. Mm -hmm. Right? But there are people out there arguing about politics that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. How can you have a conversation with somebody who believes that they're right when they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about? That would be like me taking you to task and challenging you about hockey or rock and roll 80s or certain uh, movie juniors. Right. 80s uh, action These movies. These are people that are out there and they are just lonely. They, they had their whole life has been, uh, they needed something to, to grasp, something to make them part of a group. They're, they're, they're like blown in the wind. Their whole life, have, they've been just... The, the, the shallow, hollow people with no real interests, nothing that they could call their own. And this fucking asshole, Trump, comes along, and now they have something that they can rally against. I mean, uh, rally with. something Or against. Mm. They had a Biden yeah. rally in West Hollywood today. There's four people in it. Yeah, but Biden mm. is... We're talking about a guy who's destroying every fucking agency in the government. He's driving everything he touches into the fucking ground. Except the stock market. That's where my money's at. Stock market <laughs> is not even connected to... to, 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 to stock market only affects maybe 40,000 people in America. Yeah. That, that is a, that, 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 we could all be in the street. It, the stock market would just... Because it only, it, it only serves the top 1%. Well, I'm in that 1%. <laughs> all right. Like I said, not all comics come from New Delhi. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about you. Well, I was. I'm talking about the people who are throwing their allegiance uh, to a to a to a person 
who does who's just running the whole fucking shit right down the fucking toilet. Well, I think this has been the best season of The Apprentice ever. So, I, uh, <laughs> oh, all right, guys, it's one a.m. I've been told we have to cut the uh, you know cut the cord. I guess you'd say. Am I right in that, uh, Mike? So uh, real fast, Mark. Give a no, no more uh, conversation. Give us your social media, Mark. Just where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Mark Stevens Comedy. That's uh, Mark with a K and Stevens with a V. And you can find me on Twitter at Mark the Shark nine twenty seven. And Princess Corey, the legendary comedy store, uh, just icon. The head comedy uh, store Princess Corey, comedy you, store Princess Corey on Instagram. And uh, keep uh, your eyes out for the documentary. Keep your eye out for regardless the Freddie Soto story and then uh, and then my podcast when it finally gets up and running so. with Jeff Scott um, yeah we were doing it with Jeff Scott we were doing it here but then they closed right. it down so. and so uh, and if you don't know who Freddie Soto is uh, he's the Google guy him. Uh, he, he was uh, not just a top Hispanic comic he was a top comic this guy Mencia stole from a lot let's throw that out there oh, and yeah. uh, you know I don't know if that's covered in the documentary it is, uh, it is. I mean, did I say Mincy? I meant Mr. Hoff. Uh, and then Brian Holtzman. Uh, please give us your social media, Dead Air Podcast, Wednesdays. Do you have your card? Yeah. I, uh, if, if you want to see me, I'll be, in, uh, I'll be in San Diego over the weekend. I'll be uh, co-chairing the re-elect Donald Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make America great again. We're going to keep America great. And, 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 and so uh, I'm very heavily involved in that. He's doing a great job. What I like about Donald Trump is he just says whatever's on his mind. He just says whatever's on his mind. And that's why I love him, because he just says whatever's on his fucking mind. <laughs> Thanks for having me, buddy. That's, uh, Brian, he's the De- first... Dead air with Brian Holtzman. Dead air with Brian doesn't Holtzman. Matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, he'll be on Inappropriate Earl again. Uh, this is our maiden voyage, doing a, basically a three-hour Inappropriate Earl. Thank you to Mike Schmidt Mike on Schmidt. the ones and twos. I just like the way he just says whatever's on his mind. I just love it. Mike Schmidt, uh, former lawyer, very funny comic. He's uh, the brains behind this whole operation here. Uh, And then I'm at Earl Skakel everywhere. Thank you, guys, on YouTube. Uh, uh, I don't know when this will be released. Uh, This is my first time doing a show here at the store. It's a three-hour podcast. And uh, next week, oh, you my, don't control it. It's, it's in the hands of the comedy stores. Well, this it? is my first one that I literally leave the room and they edit it, they put it out, and then they send me a link. So, okay, uh, you know, inappropriate. Oh, we'll be at the comedy store more often. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, R.I.P. Kamala, James Kamala Harris died with no legs thanks to his pro wrestling career vince mcmahon and the wwe did not donate one dollar to his gofundme but pro wrestler pro wrestler chris jericho donated a lot of money so shout out to uh comedy store fan chris jericho this has been inappropriate arrow live at the comedy store we'll see you again (laughs) 